You are about to witness history in the making. Hey there everybody and welcome to the Pop Culture Gamers. My name's Hayden and this is episode 7 and it's the 9th of April and I'm joined by my uh, partner in crime Steve. Hi Steve. Hello, hello. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So what's your week been like then Steve? Let's let's get straight <laughs> in the intro, shall we? <laughs> let's no messing here. So No messing, well it's straight to business. So I say not a lot going on but I've booked some time off for Maybank holiday. So I might cool. be away. So I've tagged a day either side of that to give me a nice five days off. So yeah, nice. That, so that'd be pretty good. Um, been doing some work on the wife's woman cave. Yeah, they do have them mm. <laughs> today. Don't uh, tell my wife she'll want one. Oh uh, well, yeah, we have to. We'll have to. Yeah, we'll have to share it next time. If she comes I have a down. mother cave instead. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have I done? Oh yeah, I booked tickets. Um, so I'm already going to be seeing War of the Worlds in December, mm-hmm. and now I've got tickets to see the Human League and Midger in. That's in November. Yeah, November, yeah, about November thirtieth. So oh, that was a spur of the moment booking. That was to be honest. Oh, very cool. But uh, you see, the thing is, I've seen Midger before with Ultravox, and he's mm-hmm. he's going to be brilliant because he, he's great with what he does. Um, the Human League, I actually missed out on a tour because I had a car accident. Right. So I had tickets back in the 80s, but never got to use them. Yeah. So this will be um, reliving what I should have had back in the 80s. That that would be good because one of my uh, biggest regrets is years and years ago. Remember when Michael Jackson did a tour of England? Oh, there was a few because he did the bad tour. Was one of them, wasn't it, at Wembley Stadium? It was the last last one he did. Oh yeah, the one that he didn't make. <laughs> no, no, he, he, he made. Oh, you know, no, it might actually might have been a bad tour because it was actually the early nineties thinking of it. So that would have been bad, wouldn't it then? Yeah, that's no, yeah. so bad. But no, because the last two he did, he didn't do, was it? Because that was um, when he died. Yeah, no, no, these ones he definitely did. Right. And my mother's cousin, who uh, you know, it's, you know, obviously near the age of my mother, but you know, she was uh, still, you know, really like pop music and whatever. She turned around to me and she said, "Do you want to come along? Because I've got a spare ticket." Mm. And I was sort of like. Nah, because I just thought I don't want to be, you know, in a crowd of, you know, 25,000 people or whatever and, you know, just seeing this little dot of Michael Jackson. And anyway, when she went, she was right at the front. <laughs> did you did you not go still then? You didn't get there? No, I never went. Never went. As a matter of fact, I've never, it's one thing in my life, I've never been to like a big concert. Really? Oh, I've, really? Done, lo- I've done loads. See, and I just don't like crowds. That, so you don't like to be amongst fifty thousand people on the, on in one sort of stadium? No, no, creeps me out. To yeah. be honest, so you know. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be, I'm pleased that we're going to go and see them because I say I had a car accident and we drove. I think I've said this story before. You might have heard it. So where I, I we drove a car through a house, and. Um, that did my back in, believe it or mm. not. Even though I was, I'm, a, I'm not surprised driving it through a house. <laughs> well, I was a passenger, so it's uh, you know I was 
even though I got out of the car okay, and we, we you know, because the car was parked in the lounge, hmm. um, just that next morning I was screwed and um, just couldn't move. So the tickets for that that, that event never. The happened. person who was driving, you did tell them that they should have parked it in the garage, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, he missed he missed the cul-de-sac and hit a tree because <laughs> he knocked the tree down and went through the glass window into the lounge. Oh dear. Uh, but hey ho, that's one of those things. Um, so yeah, so really good about that. Uh, my only woe still is Final Fantasy mm. because it still won't work on my on my Xbox. Really? No, I just did the most unholy of things this afternoon. I've deleted the game save from the console and the cloud of twenty. 20- so you've lost all that progress. Yeah, because I'm thinking, well, sod it. Let me see if I, that's a problem. So I've just installed. Well, I'm still installing it as we speak. Um, I'm still in the base game at the moment and started it up, but. Not a whisper out of it in in the sound. Yeah, you see, you see. I wonder if because you're in a preview program as well, aren't you? Yeah, but we um, get but we get in we get in um, updates all the time. So why would that be a problem? You know. It, well, that's exactly the question that I asked about Forza Seven. Mm. You know, when I had all of those problems as well. But it's a waste of a fifty quid game. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I've got all that DLC and bits and pieces that come with it. So I've mm. just gone and leave it downloading whatever, and we'll see. I'm, I'm just debating what to do. I'm sort of at my wits end with it, to be honest. Yeah, that's not good, is it? No, but other than that, um, yeah, a couple of new devices. Which we're supposed to, if we're doing, are we doing tech talk? Are we going to do? Are we going to do? Yeah, we'll do tech talk. Okay, so yeah, so yeah. And one of them you're listening to, so hey ho. Yeah, indeed. Well, hey, <laughs> it's a it's a beast. And and, and, I, and I'll talk about my new device. Yeah, which will uh, shed light on a situation. Yeah, it's bright. It's a bright one, isn't it? <laughs> it is. So yeah, that's about it, really. Well, move swiftly on, shall we say? Yep. So, well, my intro for this week. Um, I've been off for a week. Woo-hoo. Yes, you have. I have indeed. So, you know, I've been making my good use of my time. I've been gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've took my gaming score. Just give me that little bit of brief moment of a of a, of a thousand G on a game today, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, you were you were top of the leaderboard, weren't you? And I, I looked and I thought I can't have this. <laughs> so, is, is, am I about like a thousand ahead of you now? Um, I don't know. I did do a couple of got a couple of achievements um, this morning for something. Oh, sneaky achievements! You see, yeah. So just just trying to pep it up, weren't you? Yeah, well, that's with, with the gaming talk. I'll talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, looking at the lead, uh, actually, I'm not a thousand ahead of you. No, no, I'm fifteen off a thousand ahead of you at the moment. <laughs> I'm sure that'll change while I'm working tomorrow. I'm sure it will. <laughs> I'm sure it will. You whore. But when you're off, I'm sure it'll uh, swap back. Well, it's, I need another big game to suck me in, I think. I know. What you want is little games that just give you the score. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this week then. So I've had a bit of a disaster. We've had a slow leak in the toilet. Which is exactly what you want, isn't it? Uh, and it's just been a very small drip. drip. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I was about to be crude then, and I won't. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, no, it, it wasn't any, you know, don't, don't take the pee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, and what it's uh, done is it's actually caused water damage and it's damaged my ceiling below. Yeah, so, I've, I've had that before. The kids have left the bathroom before, and um, yeah. the kitchen, the kitchen uh, plasterboard was sort of bulging with water in it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, but this is what's really weird is because 
this has been going on, you know, for a bit, mm. evidently. And we've been walking underneath this and not noticing because it's in a very small sort of like confined area at the bottom of the stairs. Yeah. And it's not in a place where, because it's around the corner a little bit, where you naturally look. And because there's like a door and then you turn around a corner, unless you're actually looking up, you don't really notice the ceiling. It's it's a weird sort of area. Anyway, I went in there and, you know, I looked and I thought, oh, no, no the plaster's cracked. And uh, it's got, our ceilings have got Artex on just about every ceiling. I hate that stuff. <laughs> Yeah. And anyway, so I phoned up my insurance company and I said, oh, you know, can you, you know, I want to make a claim because, you know, it's going to be, well, worth my while to do, I think, in terms of how much it's going to cost me to get it fixed. Mm. And I said, oh, yeah, well, how old's your house? Uh, 25 years old. Oh, well, it, it might have asbestos in the Artex. I thought, oh, God. Really? Really? Because evidently um, Artex stopped using asbestos in 2000. Didn't know that. That's interesting. No, no, exactly. So we'll have to wait and see, won't we? But anyway. So you see, that's the sort of thing where I probably would have I probably would have done that myself to a certain degree. Yeah. I would have got some plasterboard, cut a, a section out on the joist and, and at least tack that in at the start of it and then maybe get someone to plaster it. But. Mm. Well, I, to be honest, I did consider it and I thought, I can't be bothered. Mm. And it's, I just thought I'll get, you know, do it as a claim and, you know, get it sorted out that way because that's why you pay home insurance, isn't it? Yeah, but it's always a sting in the tail sometimes for that. Well, yeah, because I said that, well, your thing premium will go up, mm. you know. Well, can't help that. Do you know a plaster at all? Anyone you know can do it? No, not really. Mm. Not really. I mean, my brother-in-law's, you know, a bricky. And... Well, he might know, but he might know a plaster, surely. Well, he, 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 prob he, he probably will. I mean, he does, you know, does do stuff for us. And he's a good bloke. But in terms of, you know, that, he, he he doesn't really tell us his contacts or anything like that. So, you know, it's, it's just one of them things. And to be honest, I'm not bothered because I phoned my insurance company and they said, oh, well, uh, arrange for someone to come out. They'll uh, do it. They'll assess the work and then they'll just do the work yeah, for that's you. that's all right then. So I thought, well, to be honest, you can't really beat that. So, no, no, you know, true. All I've got to pay is the excess. Uh, but that was a real pain in the butt. Um, so th that was it. I booked my son's birthday party mm -hmm. at a place called Belong, which is the, in the back of game. And evidently there's loads of these around. Uh, but I'd mentioned it a while ago. In the back of game at Teesside Park, what they've actually got yeah. is... Um, sets of PCs for doing LAN parties. Oh, that's pretty, pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, so it's like 200 quid for 12 kids for two hours. Yeah. Well, they can play Fortnite. <laughs> well, they can play whatever they like, Fortnite, Rocket League, and they, you know, like, they do like little competitions and stuff like that with them. Obviously, they've got all of the equipment there. So they win um, prizes and that, can they? Uh, and, uh, no, I don't know about prizes, but, uh, you know, the, it's just to get them all, you know, play what they want. They can play basically any game yeah. that they like uh, within reason. And obviously, if you play Fortnite or whatever, then you've got to, you know, have parental permission for playing it and stuff like that. Mm. You know, so we, we have to give the parents a consent form. But 
you know, for, for the price, and it, they're all using top end equipment as well. I look, I looked at some of the kit, and I thought that's really nice. Yeah, nice, good. nice keyboards and stuff like that. So, because I've got my, I've got my eye on wanting a Chroma keyboard now. Is it one that glows? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, but my one glows now. Oh, does it? Okay. Yeah, but yeah, mine only glows blue at the moment, but the Chroma yeah. ones change. Different, Mine's different a special colors. one; it doesn't glow. <laughs> It's just black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember those keyboards. I don't do those anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's a plastic Dell one, do you know? <laughs> I, I know the ones, yeah. I mean, even the keyboard on my laptop glows. <laughs> Does it? Yeah, not bad. It does. Glows red. So, um, but yeah, for so 200 quid for a two-hour gaming LAN party for 12 kid, uh, kids. And they've also got a deal on with Pizza Hut, so... Uh, you can get, you know, pizzas delivered half price and have them in the place. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so I, th- I thought, you know, it makes it a bit special for him because when we had, you know, like when he went to soft play areas, that was like 150, 200 quid. Is it with well. your McDonald's parties and all that? <laughs> no, no, that that but that included food, to be honest. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it's going to be about 2.30, so uh, consequently he's going to get a cheaper present. <laughs> But he's he's in, he's getting into YouTube, so you know he's uh, going through on his mum's uh, YouTube account and doing videos. Mm. You know, and uh, at the moment they're all about his Roblox toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and he said, said, "Can you subscribe to me? Can can you plug me on the show?" So there you go. I've plugged him on the show. <laughs> Bless him. <laughs> Um, and thinking about blessed, yeah. <laughs> <or> blessed. <laughs> no, 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 no pun there. Put that no, but a perfect segue. Um, I'm actually next week going to see next Brian week, Blessed. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the day after my birthday, so I'm really looking forward uh, to that. The 12th of April. <laughs> so I'll uh, tell everybody about it uh, about it then. I think. Do you get to ask questions or not? Is that that sort of thing? Where you I, th- I think it. I think it is that sort of thing. So I'm, I'm going to get a few tweets going. You know, just saying going to see him and this, that, and the other because evidently he does monitor his things. You never know. I might be able to get a, you know, Brian Blessed uh, intro for the shows. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> that would be fantastic if we could. Oh God. And yeah, so that's uh, been my week uh, this week. Cool. So, shall we move on to uh, our gaming this week? No longer a dream, but a reality. So, Steve, do you want to uh, tell us the news? Okay, so Ghost Recon, I actually heard about this. It's really weird. So, Ubisoft have confirmed, confirmed plans for a second year of content for Ghost Recon Wildlands. Well, who? Not that I've actually completed playing the game yet. I think no, we need we, to do. We need to play it to player. I know we should do. Um, and the exciting addition that's coming with this is future updates with some kind of care of um, appearance by um, Splinter Cell Sam Fisher. Yeah, which yeah, would be pretty cool. And the, what, is, what is even better is that the teaser trailer that's been released features um, Fisher speaking, he's heading to Bolivia, and it, which is the sentence for Wildlands, of course. 
and it also references the relationship with the game's ghosts and the squad playable characters. But the the cream the the the, the, the bit that I like the most is that it seems that Michael Ironside could be reprising his role as Sam Fisher. Yeah, after being uh, replaced by Eric Johnson on Blacklist. Yeah, exactly. And ironically, I was watching one of his. I watched one of Michael Ironside's movies this morning while I was doing some paperwork. So, um, yeah, he's class. I do love him. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Michael Ironside. He's one of those. He was. He was never a massive star, but he was. You know, he was always one of my favourites. Yeah, because I what I say, I, I'm not that we're doing a movie show at the moment. I mean, I was. I was watching Scanners, which is what nineteen eighty one, yeah, which I think might have been one of his first uh, movies that he did. Mm. Obviously, he did um, Top Gun and other stuff as well. But um, I just think it's great. Yeah, I do. And going to my woes of Final Fantasy, <laughs> there's more Final Fantasy fifteen news. Not that I can play the game, but uh, they got a total of four more episodes are on the way for um, for the game. It's yeah. going to be a bit of a wait, though, because it won't be around until 2019. I know that. It, it, so do you reckon I might have it fixed by then? <laughs> well, hopefully it'll be working on your Xbox, but don't you think that this is a bit late? Do you know what I mean? Because it, it's like it's 2019. You'll have moved on from this game so far. Well, I don't, I don't expect there's going to be a Final Fantasy 16 for some time. Hence, there maybe the way they're doing this is to put more content out there. I mean, look at The Division, Destiny... Even Ghost Recon, they're they're going a year or two in the game and bringing more content out. So, yeah, you know, from that point of view, you're going to get say you get four episodes. The first one, the conflict of the sage. You have got the beginning of the end and the choice of freedom and the final strike. So, mm. interesting to wait and see what happens with them. Really, um, could be pretty good. I don't know. I, I mean, I might look forward to it if I can play the game. Yeah, but yeah. It's a bit disillusioned I'm at the moment with Final Fantasy. Yeah. Maybe I should come play Final Fantasy VII on the PlayStation instead. At least that works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. so do you want to do new releases? Yeah, I'll do the new releases. So, um, the way that I'm going to do the charts from now, or the way I've set the charts up now, is because we're looking at doing alternative gaming and... Um, film and tv mm. each week is to basically give two weeks of charts when we do it so that and then if we do release it late then at least we don't have to re-record the charts and stuff like that so they're just done because there's not that many released at the moment we might have to change it when we get into the silly season and stuff like that yeah but so, i think, I think uh, to be honest it might not even bother about the charts i don't think but you know who knows well it, well n- maybe not the charts but the new releases might i think mm. be useful for people so um, on the 10th of April, on PS4 and Xbox One, we have uh, Extinction. Then on the 13th, there's two games, Darkest Dungeon Ancestral Edition on the Switch, and Galgun 2 on the PS4 and Switch. On the 17th, we've got Yakuza 6, A Song of Life on the PS4. Uh, then on the 20th, there's three games released, Don't Starve, Mega Pack on the PX4, uh, PS4 and Xbox One. There's God of War. I'm looking forward to and Wonder Boy the Dragon Trap mm. so and that's PS4 and Switch on there charts for this week uh, we have at number 5 and this is a really unusual chart and see if anybody picks up on what it is we'll tell you at the end of the chart number 5 player unknown battlegrounds number 4 
Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Number three, Sea of Thieves. Number two, FIFA 18. And number one, Far Cry 5. Hmm. So why is that a bit of an unusual chart? Because we've got the beta. The, um, you know, the obviously it's not the full game release on, play, on Battlegrounds. Is. Well, actually what I was thinking was Sea of Thieves is PC and Xbox and Player Unknown Battlegrounds is. Mm. So there's two out of the top five that are not on PS4. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, that's right. And that, that I, I can't remember the last time that that happened in the chart. Well, I suppose we'll see the other games that are being released a little bit later in the, in the in the coming year as well. We'll make it look like that still as well. Yeah, most probably. But, uh, well, we'll see, won't we? Because don't forget, PlayStation have got lots to do, as well, lots of their uh, games as well. Oh, God, yeah. They, I mean, I'm looking forward to that um, Detroit Most Human. I, I really am hoping that it's going to be a corker. But, um yeah. Some people say it might not be. I don't know. I'm not going to have to wait and see on that. Yeah, we will do. Okay, so that's the uh, charts uh, for this week, and it's also um, the new releases. So, Steve, do you want to tell us what you've been playing this week? Because yeah. you've completed a game. I know, another game. a thousand, And I got a 1,000 game score for it. Woohoo! So, Life is Strange Before the Storm is now done and dusted and deleted off my hard drive. Right. So a thousand gamers score out of that. So I collected as if you remember the first Life is Strange. Yeah. You had the photographs that Max took with a camera. Uh, yeah, which you invariably had to go back and do because you'd missed some. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So in this case that for Chloe, um you have to do graffiti. Yes, you do. And so I did go back um, once I completed the game and there's, there's so much I'd actually cleared in some of the levels, but it's a great idea that you can tidy them up that way and don't have to play the whole game again. Yeah, I like that as well. You know, um, it, it's a good story. I mean, people might not f- might remember not remember sort of Chloe Price being the second lead with Max because she was the the rebel as such. Don't yes, you think? She was. You know, um, a really interesting story. I won't say what it's to do with because if anyone still wants to play it. You know, well, I'm um, still playing it to be quite honest. Yeah, so the outcome will will tidy up a few a few things that you do know about, and it will put that into perspective. Yeah, um, the bonus episode was pretty good, which was Chloe and Max as kids. Yeah, just a short one, really. Yeah, because weren't they supposed to be friends? They've been friends f- since kids. Yes. So it's yeah, been, that's what I thought. It's sort of for life, isn't it? It is. Um, so that's that game. Uh, so one of your favourite games, I decided to go on the Game Pass and download something. And I was gutted that we couldn't play this two-player because it's only local player. Yeah. So Sky, Skyforce Anniversary Edition. Yeah. I don't think there's much more I can say that's been already been said, but I think it's still a, it's still a cracking game. Yeah. And I played it on the on the PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, on the Xbox, it looks it looks. I mean, they probably don't look much different, to be honest. I don't think they look any difference, to be honest. But I am playing it differently as compared to when I played on the PlayStation because I'm trying to grind the first two or three levels just to build my ship up. And I, I wouldn't do that. I would. What I would do is keep going through the campaign mm. um, because you, the later levels you get more rewards. Yeah, I've opened up level four at the moment. Yeah. A level one, I've completed all the first... Um, what would you call them? The the objectives. Yeah. The stars you get. Yeah. 
But, you know, it's funny because when I was talking to you last night, what was that, one o'clock in the morning? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. So I said, you went night. So I said, well, I'll just go one more level. <laughs> Were you there about an hour later? Well, I thought, I'm going to turn it off now. I thought, and I just thought, one more have a quick look at before I go to bed. So I was scrolling through the games installed, which is quite a few. Yeah. And I saw Geordie LaForge staring at me on Star Trek Online because they've changed oh. the cover. Yes, they have. Because if if everyone doesn't really realise, this game has had a shed load of updates over the last year. Mm. Uh, there's now 125 episodes built into the story. So I flicked it on. I forgot where I was, but I had, it told me my objectives. I've got the um, original episode. Of, sorry, I've got the original Enterprise as my ship. Yeah. And we're all wearing the Kirk outfits. So it's all vintage Star Trek for me. Very good. And uh, I went and had a few battles with some Klingons, trying to scan some of these uh, arrays in this, by these planets. Mm -hmm. And I had a good bit of fun. And I didn't realise it was quarter past two in the morning. So I thought, I'd better go to bed. <laughs> yeah, because otherwise you end up, and it's feeling you feel like the night of the living dead, don't you? <laughs> oh, God, yeah. But you know, I really had a good time playing that. And I, had a, I did, did an hour. Yeah. But this game still is a free-to-play game, 100%. Aren't you ceilinged on your level, though? No. I thought you were. From when I was... Because I was, I was just doing a bit of research for the game. I was just reading it. And you can play, you can access the whole game through playing the game. Obviously, you've got some packages you can buy for coins and stuff like that. Mm. So if you want to buy some ships or different bits of kit, you can go ahead, but it'll take a while to get that, to do it yourself. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. They've even, they're, they're going to add discovery into this as well. That'll be interesting. Uh, they've had, they've been, they've obviously introduced the JJ Abrams timeline. Yeah. So when you go online, somebody you might, if you go in PVP, you're going to see some ships from all over the Star Trek universe. Mm, that is, uh, I, I wonder how they'll integrate those. Well, I think basically, I think you'd be able to just purchase the ships and the costumes as an as an old sort design. Yeah, that's a different. I mean, I so say I'm still rocking the um, uh, the uh, TOS for myself at the minute. And why not? It's it's class. I was I forgot how to play the game a bit. So I was trying to where's my phasers? How do I fire my photon torpedoes? Mm. But I did it and didn't. I didn't die. So I killed sort of took all the Klingons and what is great with this game is you actually do get to beam down on the planet so you, you know you've got the characters there you're running around with your phasers shooting everyone yeah doing your objectives and it's and it is a PC game so don't expect a lot out of it but it does look cool mm. I don't think you've even touched this for a while have you, or have you actually? I, uh, to be honest no I haven't touched it for absolutely ages because mm. I think I'd started playing it when I was living at my mum's Right. My dad died, and her internet was uh, about 15 megabits, and it was just sort of like, oh, God, this is a bit painful. <laughs> so I just gave up on it, sort of thing. Oh, okay. But, yeah, and that's and I've never gone back to it. But to be honest, I have so many games I want to play. Yeah. I just wanted a Star Trek scratch to be itched, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Because there isn't a lot the games that are out there there's nothing else really that's available when you look at two of the biggest franchises mm. in tv and cinema history star wars and star trek and their record for games is more or less abysmal yeah 
you know it's a lot of the games are really really very poor i mean that you know the star trek 2009 game it was with released the, the one with jj abraham's universe yeah yeah it looked fantastic but it wasn't a good game bag of poo wasn't it <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. I, I just it was below average. Mm. Um, but you know, and I think you really had to like Star Trek to play it. Yeah, but I think do you know what. But I did complete it, it. It's interesting to say that online Star Trek Online has been going for a number of years now, mm. and it's got a lot of awards for um, what it's been up, what it's been doing. I think it's even got it's even in the Guinness Book of Records. Yeah, as well. Well. I remember when, just before this got released, excuse me, because uh, I went to EGX when it was uh, on the Thames and it was the year before that this was released or the year that this was released. Mm. You know, so it's that, what's, what's that? Well over 10 years ago now. Yeah. So I mean, it's, it's been the, going for um, quite a while. It's great. It's still bringing content out now and it's still going to carry on bringing content out. Well, why not? I mean, now that, you know, we've got the new... You, you know, the new part of the universe and the films. Yeah. Because evidently there's four or five scripts going around for the next Star Trek movie. Yeah. And do you know, uh, did you, just going on podcast, have you heard about um, the Star Trek podcast, the official one? No. It's closing down. I'm not surprised. It was pretty dire. It's a shame though, because it was obviously backed by CBS and whoever, you know. Yeah. The problem was though that the guy was quite, I, did, I didn't take to him. Oh, Jordan Hoffman. Yeah, I know it's it's difficult, isn't it? You got a lot, a lot of you got a lot of weight on your shoulders with a with a with a show like that. You have, you have. Um, but I don't know. It was it seemed to be to be more trying to sell stuff. Every time I listen, they always say it'd be an advert. No, I've, I've listened to a big bulk of them. I mean, they did the Star Trek cruise, which he was on, and they they, took, they did record some of that, you know, and. We had a lot of a lot of interviews with members of the cast over the years, you know, from over the years as well. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's a shame, but you know, I I think something like that needs to be done, you know, backed professionally, but done by proper fans. Yeah, sorry about my squeaking shape. You can hear it. <laughs> so, and everything that you do now, we can hear. I know until I get until I can get one of those condoms to go over the top of it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I'm going to have to. Um, I'm going to have to edit it all out so people be going, well, I can't hear the chair. No, that's because I'll have removed it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll, look, I'll look into getting some of those. But yeah, well, I digress. So anyway, that that's my gaming really, a bit brief, but, uh, you know. Yeah. So how about you? Well, I mean, I've done loads of gaming just on a, a few games though. So I'll start off with Far Cry 5 because I talked about Far Cry uh, 5 on the last show, we recorded an extra bit and put that in so that mm. uh, you had the thoughts. As, it might, uh, it might have seemed as... a bit of disjointed, but we we just did what we did, didn't we? So yeah, we did. We because we did it over two weeks, uh, sort of thing. Anyway, now I'm over thirty hours in. Okay. On the game, so um, plenty of staying power in this. Still really enjoying it. Mm. Um, I've gone into uh, the arcade mode and the numerous different types of that from, you know, like team-based games and, you know, with PvP uh, to single and team survival games as well. There are also lots of other, uh, excuse me, quests such as um, 
you know, uh, survival where you've got to get to the end of a map, um, or just ones for, you know, killing so many, um, you know, attackers or whatever. Mm. You know, there's, there's loads of different things and there's loads of community, community content that's being created as well. So, you know, there's plenty of legs on that. And if you're an achievement hunter, then there are <laughs> achievements li- linked to that as well. I will yeah. say. Um, in terms of uh, the rest of it, uh, the, 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 uh, there are a number of um, Easter eggs that are based in this game, which you know you might completely miss if you you know don't know to look for them. So uh, there are references of uh, different things from uh, Far Cry series. So mm. uh, there's like bobbleheads for Vass and other characters. Um, there's primal paintings as well, so as in linking in with the primal game. Mm-hmm. And also even down to uh Blood Dragon. So um, you know, Blood Dragon was the the Far Cry game that was based on like eighties movies. Um and there's a side quest uh for that as well. Um and there's also some of the outfits as well reference other uh games. So you can um if you've played Rainbow Six Siege uh, you can go onto the Ubisoft. Um, it's not a store, but you know what I mean. You know the the Ubisoft area um, that you get with every Ubisoft game. Oh, you're on about um, where you can spend your the, the yeah. points you can get. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and you can. Uh, and if you've played Rainbow Six Siege, it'll give you a free Rainbow Six Siege costume to put on as well. And of course, that translates over into the multiplayer as well. Yeah, because funny you should say that because I'm, I did I, not that I was going to talk much about it because I've not really done. But I was on Ghost Recon Wildlands. Yeah, and I've got I've got the Ghost, the old Ghost Recon from the Xbox 360 days as my kit. All right, yeah. So I've got the goggles, and everything on. It's pretty cool, you know. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So some other ones, um, Pennywise. Yeah, what's all that about? <laughs> yeah, um, there's areas where there are red balloons, which I think was his signature thing, wasn't it? Yeah, do you have to pop them or something then? No, no, you just, uh, like one of the areas, it's a cache that's, uh, you know, is in the game that was actually one of the more, well, I found one of the more difficult ways, uh, things to get in, but I was just being thick, to be mm. quite honest with you. <laughs> no Because I just completely missed one of the entrances, which was pretty plain to see if you'd have stopped for a second, and I didn't. I yeah. actually ended up uh, completing that level by reversing a truck up to a window and climbing up. <laughs> uh, but if you know, if it had gone round the back of the building, there was actually a way in. <laughs> Uh, but hey that's the game though isn't it Um, and when you get into that cache you know you press a message on an answer phone and there's uh, Pennywise doing a laugh and then there's other Pennywise references in there uh, as well Uh, there's also um, the Firewatch Tower as well Mm -hmm. that's uh, in there and you can hear you know, talk the the talk linking into that game, which I thought was quite a nice touch. And then the other thing, and this is kind of like one that a lot of people started um, complaining about about Far Cry Five. Yeah, and I think that this is ridiculous because some people, uh, when they got it, complained that they'd completed the game in about half an hour, well, really? less than that. 
And that's because, yeah, you found the secret ending, which isn't the way you're supposed to play the game, because the secret ending is you can access it by near the beginning, you have to cuff the big bad guy. Mm. And if you don't cuff him and you leave it and you keep leaving it for ages, that's when you get the secret ending. It's a bit bizarre though, isn't it, really? It is, but some people were doing that. And to be honest, I, I started doing that. And I gave up on um, on it because I kept saying, put the cuffs on him. Come on, put the cuffs on him. You know, and but and I just stopped it because I watched a video on someone else doing it. And I just stopped it probably seconds before the dialogue started to change. Because <laughs> I thought, I'm sure that, that, that there must be something here. What if you don't put the cuffs on? Mm. <laughs> you know and uh yeah that's the secret ending um but that that's not a spoiler to be honest because there's loads of videos about about it but also it's not the way to play the game the way to play the game is to cuff the guy otherwise the game will end straight away mm. so some people were complaining that they hadn't had the money's worth out of it without like rebooting it and then you know playing it properly but you know what people are like so um you know that's that but yeah over 30 hours into the game still got loads and loads on the map to do absolutely loads. see i I keep thinking to myself that i shouldn't really play this shit i really should concentrate on ghost recon roadlands because if i start dipping into that i'll never get the other one done you know yeah I would uh, complete one before you start on the other. We should. <laughs> well, I should say that about so many games. Yeah. Do as I say, not as I do. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. So, but I'm still really enjoying this game. I know that some people haven't enjoyed it. And, you know, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But uh, for me, um, I've never been into the Far Cry series, particularly since, what, Far Cry 2? Yeah. So being back into it, it's quite nice. Quite a nice place to be. Um, Second game, I'm building up. (laughs) My second game is Batman Enemy Within. So uh, this is the latest in the Telltale series uh, of games and is the sequel to the Batman Telltale game. Okay. Uh, And it's based on the Bob Kane and Bill Fingers version of Batman, for those of you who are Batman aficionados out there. Um, As with other Telltale games, it's the usual episodic format, but the last episode is just released. So... If you want to play it all in one go, now is the time so is this, to do which, it. Which format are you playing this on? Xbox, but to be honest, it's a Telltale game. It's the same on whatever you play it. Okay. No, I didn't know this game was out, to be honest. Yeah. It's been out for months. Has like it? I said, the latest version, is the, the last episode has just been released. Oh, okay. Well, after the, while you're chatting here, I'll just have a... I don't think it's too much either. I don't think it's full price. But anyway, what's uh, what I really like about this version of the game is that all of your choices carry over to the next, uh, over from the previous game. So you know any choices that you made if you played the original Telltale uh, Batman yeah. game, it it loads the save file. Okay. Um, gameplay wise, basically, it's exactly the same as the previous Bat uh, Batman. Um, so, uh, but you uh, you know you don't pay for the gameplay in these games. It's all about the story rather than the gameplay because, let's face it, Telltale games are not really games. They're interactive stories. Well, yeah, that's right, because the, the, the ironic thing is that um, where I've been playing that Life is Strange, that's yeah. more of an, that's more interactive than Batman is. 
or any of those Telltale games, isn't it, do you think? It is, it is. To be honest, um, I think Telltale need to go down the same route as PlayStation have with Hidden Agenda and that sort of stuff. Hmm. But anyway, so the story of the Telltale Batman is after he defeated the children of Arkham, um, Batman continues to, and that was in the last game, Batman continues to Thanks for that, I've finished it, yeah. <laughs> well, that is if you complete it. I will course. do. No, I will. No, no I, I, I will do. I will. Yeah. Well, don't forget as well, because also the game, whether or not, you know, whatever you've done, you can actually go by default settings. So that does base it on your previous game. So you might not defeat. I don't know if that's an option or not. But. No, well, I would, yeah. Um, interesting. Yeah, okay. But for me, after I defeated as Batman, because mm. I'm Batman, after I defeated uh, the children of Goth- uh, of Arkham, uh, Batman continues to patrol while slowly regaining his reputation as Bruce Wayne because it was revealed in the last game that uh, Bruce Wayne associate as uh, Bruce Wayne's father associated with criminals and was part of the criminal underworld. Uh, so while targeting an arms dealer uh, at his casino, Batman uh, sees the return of uh, the Riddler um, and the first of Gotham's costume criminals, evidently. Mm-hmm. So Batman, with the help of Commissioner Gordon, failed to capture the Riddler and the case is taken off the GCPD by uh, the agency who take over the investigation of the Riddler and Batman and Gordon continue to investigate it and that's basically the start of the story. So uh, obviously there are five chapters in this, the same as any other Telltale game. Um, Each one is between an hour and two hours long. So I would say probably average completion time of a Telltale game is about eight to ten hours. Mm. You know, not when you look at like, the websites and say, oh, you'll have this done in five hours. Well, you might do if there was a skip button for the dialogue, but there isn't. So that real time, that's probably about how long it's going to take you to do. Yeah, Batman ain't cheap on the Xbox at the moment, though, to be honest. Is it? Because I picked it up for a tenner. It's not, well, if you want to buy the bundle, both together, it's 35 quid. At the moment, but keep watching it because that'll come down in price very shortly. Hmm. Um, because it's already been in the sale as a tenner, because that's when I picked it up. Yeah, yeah. So, I d- I do like the Telltale games, though, because I I like the stories that they do. Yeah, because isn't there's going to be another Walking Dead as well, isn't there? Uh, yes, the final season. Mm. I'll say, yeah, which I think is a shame because I would like to see them do more of them. I quite enjoy the story, Clementine. Yeah, no, that that I think that's what really put Telltale on the map, to be honest. Yeah, um, well, I, first off, it was Back to the Future, but then they hit on The Walking Dead and have just gone from strength to strength. Mm. I think that there's also supposed to be going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Yeah, I couldn't get on with that one. See, I liked it. <laughs> I really liked it. As a matter of fact, I completed it on Xbox and PS4. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you like what you like, don't you? Yeah, you do, you do. So, so talking about you like what you like, well, yeah, my because- last... I know. Game. Before you start, I've actually looked at this and started it. Yeah. But I'll let you talk about it. But I I had about 15 minutes on it. Okay. Then turned it off. <laughs> the Witness. Hmm. So this has been one of those games that uh, I would have played 
originally, had it been the normal indie kind of game price of that's 15, 16 quid. But as it turned out, it was the, you know, £35 or something like that, I think it was when it was released. Wow. And that just stopped me from buying it because while I'm a big supporter of indie developers, or I've seemed to have gone that way. For the achievements, that is. <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. If you, if you, are you getting your, your little green-eyed monster out again? <laughs> go on, carry on, major. Burn your leg. Go on, crack on. Uh, so, seeing as I'm a big supporter of you know of them, but to be honest, because they are indie games and something like this, it doesn't take the big budgets that. Um, no, it's like you know, you're spending too much money. You think they should be low price, shouldn't you? Yeah. Well, you can't. To me. There is not the development in this game that there was in Assassin's Creed Origins. Mm. And I would be looking to buy Assassin's Creed Origins for about £35. Yeah. And let's face it, when you buy them in the first couple of weeks, you can normally get them about £35 as well if you shop around. Yeah, true. So, to me, you know, it, it was way overpriced. And so that stopped me from playing it. So I was really happy when this came uh, onto gold uh, this time. Uh, basically, this was a puzzle game that was re- originally released on a PC and PS4, and then it was later transferred over to the Xbox. But it's also on the NVIDIA Shield. We don't often talk about that on here. No. Oh, don't think we actually have talked about that on here so far. Um, it's also on MacOS and it's on iOS. So it's gone all over. And I can imagine this is would actually be quite a good game on iOS to play as long as you're not paying 35 quid for it. Yeah, that's a bit steep, isn't it, to be honest? It is, it is. Um, so it was inspired by Myst and it was... Uh, done by, uh, or designed by Jonathan Blow, who uh, created Braid. Now, I never really liked Braid very much. I have to admit, I know that some people think it was marvellous, but I, just, I didn't get on with that game. Mm. Uh, but anyway, The Witness is a shell-shaded uh, exploration and puzzle game. So you're on an island and there are several different areas, like there's a town, there's a quarry, there's tree houses. You know, there's all these different sort of areas and each one has a number of different puzzles uh, inside as well. Um, The game is very clever in its puzzles, such as, you know, some of the objectives are to recreate Tetris shapes. And then there are other, other ones where you have to recreate the Tetris shape, but then subtract another Tetris shape from it and things like that. And all of this is done by having a grid of however many squares across and however many down, and you trace an outline over all of those, um, of the lines where you want to draw, going from point A to point B. And that's basically how the whole game works. Um, there, I'm simplifying it a little bit because there are other things where there are other rules. There's some very clever stuff in one of the areas where when you look at, you know, you ha- like, for example, there are some, some puzzles where you have to separate off different boxes of, you know, with lights on. So, for example, there's uh, some puzzles where there'll be um, wh- white and black squares and a white and black square can't be in an area when you've drawn from A to B. So you have mm. to draw around, you know, either the white or the black and separate them off. Some of the, you know, some symbols come up 
and they'll be um they'll subtract something from what's there so for example you might have uh you might have it might be a pairing level where or where you've got to have everything paired up but there'll be three of one color and one of these little symbols and then what that will do is it you can uh, put three in that one area with that symbol and it'll take away the one that's the odd one out so there's all sorts of very clever mechanics like this there's an, another level where you track the route across the puzzle by looking through the shades of um leaves as it you know lands on uh, on the checkerboard mm. and things like that so there's so many different sort of combinations and is it overrun with puzzles lots. too much or did how do you find it because i did have a i went into the first area and solved the puzzles and i just thought i thought this is just a walking simulator to look for a puzzle and then move on yeah thing you know it's to be honest that's exactly what it is it, you walk from puzzle to puzzle and then you just carry on doing more yeah um and in terms of what it was trying to tell me i i don't other than getting to the center and you know finishing it i don't really see what it what it was trying to do mm. there are some ones that aren't linked with the rest of uh you know like the achievements or completing the game which are environmental puzzles that you can do as well mm-hmm. so you know there's uh, some bits where you look at the reflection of something in the water and then that makes uh, you know, from a certain angle, then that makes uh, an environmental puzzle that you can solve. But there's no recognition for that in terms of uh, the game for achievements or for needing to do that to progress through the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, the further that you progress, the puzzles increasingly get harder and harder. So my main problem with this game is that this game feels like it's the developers just trying to say something you know trying to say something and also saying look at how good and clever we are for making this and how thick you are for not being able to do this puzzle Mm. do you know what i mean i just i kind of felt that when i was playing it and i know that some people rave about this game but um I while I completed it, it wasn't you know I, it wasn't did you a get bad a, experience. Did you get a kick out of playing it or not? Then no, I, I um I kind of because where the, where I got to was I would start doing a, a set of puzzles and I'd get so far and then I'd get stuck and then I'd go I'll wander over here hmm. and I'll go and have a look at something and then I went out of that area, went into another area, then started on that area. And I just kept doing it all piecemeal like this. So, you know, in the end, you know, I would get a couple of puzzles where uh, a couple of levels where there were, I would pop them pretty much, you know, very quickly. But that was more because I'd like done 18 on one and, you know, 17 puzzles on another. And then I'd just gone back to them later on and finished off a couple of levels. That was just the way because you can you can do that in this game. Yeah. But there are so many puzzles. The the whole game is about completing the puzzles to initiate these lasers that then go at the centre of the mountain. And when you've got 11 lasers hitting the centre of the mountain, you go up to the top of the mountain and then you go into the mountain, do some more puzzles, and then you escape. Was it a letdown when you got to the end of the game? Um, Yeah, to be honest. I, I just... After all of the hype... After everybody saying, you have to play this, this is the best game 
ever, you know, and all of that sort of thing. And, um, you know, Jonathan Blow, isn't he absolutely fantastic? No, I'm sorry. I've played a lot of puzzle games. I like puzzle games, but this one, I just felt it was trying to be a little bit too clever for its own good. I mean, when I think of puzzle games, for me, the mo- the ultimate puzzle game is Portal. No, th- this is completely different. No, but as in puzzle yeah. games go, I mean, this is nothing like Portal, but do you know what I mean? What I'm saying is that's that sort of game, I got a big kick out of Portal, and it, even to the end, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Where from, from my own brief period of time playing this, it's just moved from puzzle to puzzle, but there's no, is it, there's no story, is there? Well, no, other than you're progressing through all of these different areas. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think that, you know, I've, I've certainly played better environmental puzzle games. I, I don't see why people made such a fuss of it. The game's all right. Mm. You know, if it if it had looks been... looks nice, isn't it? I must admit. Oh, it, it looks nice. If it had been like 10 or 15 pound right from the off, I could have imagined that that would have been okay. Mm. But I think to charge 30, 35 pounds originally for this game, um, he might as well have, you know, put a cowl over his face, got a gun and said, stand and deliver. Because <laughs> I just don't think it, it was worth that amount of money. If you do, you know, fill your boots, you know, that's great for you. But yeah. for me, I'm really glad I didn't pay for it. But mm. I am glad that I did get through it. But I must admit, by the end of of it, you really start to think, oh, God, I just want this to end. So it's now. getting to be a chore then, but I come to, you know. It was, because my brain was hurting at that point as mm. well, because you, you're sorting out, you know, the the puzzles do get really quite hard. And there's uh, one uh, one later on where the TV yeah. that the puzzle is showing on is not tuned properly. And so... It's like, oh, you know how you used to get old TVs where they they used to be misaligned? Mm. So you'd get the picture, you know, about a quarter of the way across and a quarter of the way up, and then it'd wrap round on itself and come back. Do you remember pictures like that? You know, you'd see that on on old videotapes and things like that as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you get that kind of effect, but what you have to do when you're doing the puzzle is still treat it as if the starting point is relatively in the right position. And then there's another one where every time you move to the right, and bear in mind that you're going left to right across the screen Mm. in one way or another to get to the end, it starts to uh, scroll round faster and faster and faster as if it's, you know, losing its uh, tuning. Yeah. So it's a real pain in the backside because it kind of gets to your eyes, to be honest. Mm. So, yeah, that's it. It's a reasonable game. It's not what everybody was hyping it up over. Um, It's a good addition to gold. Oh, yeah. But, like I said, thank thank God I didn't pay 35 quid for this originally. You know, and yeah. and that's unusual for me because normally I, I would have, but there was something that just told me this is going to go games with gold or plus. Well, plus I think originally, but yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's uh, so. Anybody who's like this game, please don't get me wrong. It's, you know, it, gaming's like everything else. It's personal opinion for me. This I was quite disappointed in this after all of the hype. So that's it. Anything else to add on games, Steve? No, not really. All good. All good. Right, okay, in that case then we'll go on to movies, TV and streaming. 
So, movies, TV and streaming, because of the way that we're slightly changing the show, we're not going to talk about our movies, TVs and whatever we've been watching this week, but we'll just do a quick rundown of the charts and the new releases. So, new releases for the cinema. This is for two-week period from the 11th to the 20th. So, on April the 11th, we have Rampage. Now, this film looks really quite good. This is the uh, new one with uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, uh, on there based on the video games. Uh, 12th of April, we have You, Me and Him. 13th of April, we have The Titan and Truth or Dare. On the 20th of April, we have Everyday, Wilding, or Wild, sorry, Wildling, The Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. Sounds interesting. And The Leisure Seeker as well. So that's for uh, the next two weeks. In terms of DVD and Blu-ray releases, um, for the next uh, couple of weeks, there's uh, not really uh, that much uh, coming out other than, of course, the very big one for Disney, which will be Star Wars Episode Eight is actually released tomorrow. So that's the 9th of April. So if you weren't already aware, that's out on um, Blu-ray, 3D Blu-ray and 4K Blu-ray and DVD. There's also a couple of uh, special uh, episode of versions of this with the First Order sleeve and the Resistance sleeve as well on the Blu-ray. There is also maybe of interest to some the Avengers Series 1 Episode 20 Tunnel of Fear uh, DVD, so that might be of interest to anybody who's a big Avengers fan. April the 16th, there is, in terms of DVDs, a release of Persona 3 Movie 2. So this is, I believe, linked directly to the video game that Steve's been playing. So that might be of interest as well if you're a big Persona fan. Cinema chart-wise, uh, we have at number five, Black Panther. Um, at number four, we have Blockers. Number three, we have Isle of Dogs. Number two, now this is strange, we have Ready Player One. I was expecting that to be higher. And at number one, seriously, we have Peter Rabbit. You can tell that it's Easter, can't you? That's all that I can say to that. Okay, so that's it for movies, TV and streaming. And we'll now go on to Tech Talk. From the laboratories of... Okay, so we've got a few things to talk about with Tech Talk uh, today. Um, Steve, do you want to go first because you've had the exciting uh, new things? Okay, <laughs> so yours isn't. <laughs> okay, so obviously I picked up a Yeti um, the other day. Yay! And they're big, they're huge. Yeah. I... I didn't know what to expect. Yeah. Well, I suppose for what they get, what they are and the price, I suppose, fair enough, really. Yeah. So uh, Yeti's the mic that we record with. And I've got a blue one. Yeah, I wanted a, I want a blue one. I, I like the look of yours better than my yeah. boring silver one. <laughs> <laughs> but it does look nice. But I say, the proof of being the pudding over the next couple of shows when we tweak it. Yeah, it will. So that's why if uh, you notice Steve's audio quality is different, it's because he's yeah. using his new Yeti mic. Because you can hear the creaking in my chair, in my chair as well, probably. But <clears throat> yeah, all of the stuff he thought he could get away with on his old mic, he can't do that with one of these mics. Yeah, You've got to be you know, as quiet as a mouse. Watching football and 
watching a movie at the same time or whatever I'll be doing, you know. <laughs> yeah. So the other thing I've picked up um, is I've upgraded my phone. Okay. And, and what have you got? So I've gone from a Galaxy S7 to what some people think isn't a good phone. So I've heard, but I, I will disagree with that. So I've gone for the Galaxy 9 Plus. Okay. And I'm pretty impressed with it, to be honest. It's It's got an impressive low-light camera, which works really well. Yeah, because that's where a lot of phones let you down, isn't it? It's low light. They do, yeah. Uh, and that comes with the dual lens as well. The sound from the, the phone itself, it's got, it's got two stereo speakers mm-hmm. and Dolby Atmos. So... It, does that work through the headphones that go on to it? Or? I've not tried that because I need to, obviously, to have something, you've got to have some sound that's true Dolby Atmos on the file that you're playing back. Yeah. But just, let's say, for example, I'm playing Star Wars, for as an example, on the phone. Yeah. The sound sounds so much better with it turned on. I can imagine. And with the with the stereo speakers, it just gives that aura sounds. Just it's more life. It, there's even a bass to it, which you can feel on the back of the phone. Mm. And so with a with a six point two inch screen, watching movies is a treat, to be honest. Because you do a lot of that during your breaks at work, don't you? Yeah, I've got. I've got I've got a handful, but I had a 65 gig memory card in here. But now the phone's 125. So you've got 180 odd gig of storage on it. Yeah, and <laughs> it certainly makes my uh, iPhone uh, 7 Plus's 32 gig look a bit weak. Nah. <laughs> but it's a lovely phone. The, the, the glass screen looks really clear. It, it, looking at some high quality videos, it, it's very impressive. Mm. As you've probably seen from the adverts, there's some nice little tweaks you can do with the camera for slow mo and things like that. Yeah, I haven't really tried it yet out because I normally that sort of thing I like to try with the dog. You know, just you know, be jumping in the air, do some slow mo shots, try it out. Yeah, but due to weather, we haven't been out a lot lately, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, it's not really been that sort of weather, has it? No, but overall, I'm really impressed with it. I've got a good cover for it to look after it. It's not as thin as you think, but right. with, with the weight of the with the with the case on, the weight feels about right. Mm. And just I'm just really impressed. Also, your lock screen you have to unlock it. You've got facial recognition, fingerprint, and you and your passcode. And you have to do all three. No, you can use either or. Right. So just holding the phone in the back, and what they did is the fingerprint scanner is just below the camera. So imagine you with your with your your forefinger under the phone. You just touch touch the pad, and it's on. Yeah. Comes on straight away. You don't have to like swipe your finger over it. Well, a bit like the iPhone then. Yeah, just touch. Well, it, other, touch other than the fact that you press down the button. No, you don't even press. It's just a flat piece of of the you know the decor on the back yeah just touch it and it comes to life and if you hold it right with your facial recognition same thing with that out of curiosity mm. does facial recognition work on photographs have you tried that in what way by holding a photograph of, of yourself in front of the camera and it says <laughs> hello steve yeah <laughs> it doesn't come up with any any sort of like connected you know or the xbox does you know what i mean it just well, the connect and the xbox could sense the three dimensions what i think i'm getting at is does this camera sense three dimensions or does it look at everything quite flat because in theory if you're locking your phone with your face anybody could unlock your phone by no no when you, when you lock picture of you. you it lock when it locks when you've timed out yeah or if you press the on the right hand side of the side of the phone you press the button there that's locked yeah and then when i look at the phone it just springs back to life yeah but it's probably been a bit confused because I'm wearing headphones at the moment so it might not like that mm. but just touch it with the back of my, with my finger right it's great works well and is it one of these ones with a wraparound 
screen. Yes, it's got a slight, it's got a slight edge to it, but not a great deal. Yeah. The right, the other one they did um, a couple of phones back, which probably actually weren't. It's probably the eight, but the 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 be, the, be, the bevel has got the screen all the way around it. If you know what mm. I mean. But that's fine. It doesn't deter at all from it. I never really could understand the point in that, to be honest. But what I'm looking at is I'm looking at the whole screen of the phone. It's the is the is is the picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the the buttons that we I used to have on my phone are now touch sensitive bits at the bottom. Yeah. And what you can do is when you're if I bring up my music for example, they disappear. So if I slide my finger from the bottom and go up, then they reappear for me to use those to take away what I'm looking at or to close all the apps down or whatever I'm working with. Right. So, yeah, really, really chuffed with it. I mean, yeah. I was deciding whether to go with a note, and someone we know would probably disagree with me and say the note should be better. Um, but looking at the spec, this is, this is, this is a touch better, but it's not much in it. I have to admit, if I was going to go Android, I think I would have gone with the note. Yeah, it depends what you're going to use this, use it for. Yeah, to be honest, I'm certainly not. I'm going to use my documentation probably to keep a bit of work stuff on it because it's much easier to read. Mm. But other than that, it's just purely entertainment, and it's really, really works well as much as making phone calls as well, should we say? Which is what yeah. a phone's for. Do you know? I have to admit, actually, you just saying that has reminded me. Go I on. am getting old, <laughs> as well, because. This week, I picked up my set of glasses, or rather, two sets of glasses, I should say, because I have to have one for near and one for medium distance, so one for for using a computer and one for reading. Mm. Um, and because they were on about, you know, you can have, um, you know, what very focals. Yeah, I, I, but I, I don't need them to drive. Right. You know, because my long distance sight's perfect. It's just my, you know, near and very close distance. Yeah. So, you know, I th- my uh, I I tried to solve it without going to glasses by buying an iPhone Seven Plus. Yeah. So I had a bigger screen. Didn't work. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, I've got a copy of the Sh- the Shining on my phone at the moment. Yeah, you won't say why, but um, well, I know why. Yeah, <laughs> but it looks incredible, <laughs> and that's that's only that's a seven twenty p movie on here. Wow. But the, but the actual there's a few tweaks you can do that are not default with the, with the phone. Yeah. You can get your 4K screen up on it on your pictures and stuff like that. All right. Okay. So you can really you know the photographs you can take. Are pretty cool. As much as there's a lot to select with, with how you're going to take a camera shot, even for the professional type. If you bring that along, you have all the the tweaks that you can do to to do what you want with it. Yeah. But that's being box standard. We will use probably the, the basics. But then again, it's still where there's some lovely shots you can take. Mm. You know. But Why yeah. is it every time I always look at somebody else's, you know, phone, even when they're not as good as the iPhones, I always think that that camera looks better than the iPhones one. Well, researching it, this camera's the best camera available now on phones. Right. And um, I just, that night shots, so I was just sitting there playing with the phone and I was dog was running around on the carpet. I just put my phone up to it. Yeah. It's pretty dark in here. We just got one light in the corner. But it just lit the whole room up, you know. Cool. Near as day as good as daylight. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, really chuffed with that. Yeah. I, I have to I've never got on with Android as an operating system. Yeah, we're up to um what are we on now? I think we're on Oreo at the moment. Yeah. So I just had an update the other night actually. So I've I've never just never got on with it. I prefer it, it seems to me you always fall into one or two camps. Either you want the ability to just you know, just use your phone and have the apps or you want to tinker about with your phone and if you want to tinker about more you go more Androidy kind of direction. Yeah, there's some lovely little tweaks with Facebook and even when messages come up when the phone's dead on then it's just dark. There's a little light goes all the way around the edge of the phone. Yeah. 
the whole perimeter of it and just lights up and glows. So it's just, you know, little tweaks you can do, even the even the phone, even your time and date on there. Mm. I've changed that to a, to, from a digital clock to a, a face clock. Yeah. And it's completely black. You can then tweak the color of the hands, the hands on it as well. Yeah. So it's all, you know, we like to muck around with stuff like that. Yeah. You know. I have to admit, in terms of a phone, that's not what I want out of it. I just want it to do what I want it to do, which is basically Ring. do my emails, do a phone call. <laughs> well, actually, no, to be honest, doing a phone call is like a bit of an optional extra to my phone. Surf the internet, look at Facebook, look at Twitter, yeah. and uh, play Audible <laughs> and music. That's what I want out of a phone. And Oh, I have to make phone calls. Yeah, no, I mean, I do like um, I do like my, my music on here, my streaming service, so, yeah, you know, that works well. Yeah. I, I must admit, sometimes I do watch Netflix on my phone. I'm actually going to put this back on here, actually. I haven't got it on at the moment. Yeah. Well, you need to be catching up on your eye, zombie. Well, that and then Lost in Space starts soon as well. Yes, 13th. Mm. Mm. So you I can... thought you said that that was, you know, uh, heathenistic. It is, it is. But I'm still going to probably download the first episode onto my phone. Uh, yeah. And watch well, it. Do you, do you think that this might be uh, your version of me with discovery yes it is <laughs> and i'm not going to go into our little argument the other day about lost in space yeah needless to say i was right you was wrong you're so i was wrong. right you're not, you're not. I, I, sh- I showed photographic evidence yeah but that's saying he was on it it's not saying he was the main show star star i said i said he was on it i didn't say he was no. on it as the main star although the main star robbie the, the robot uh, was you, heavily you based on him He's not heavily based on him. He's completely different. The body's exactly the same. The only difference is the legs, the head and the arms. No, they're bigger. We'll discuss this later because I will, I will get into a stupor again and I've got a glass of wine here as well. So. Yeah, you, you, you were getting very grumpy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, should we move on, yeah? Well, uh, shall I talk about my... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about your... Um, yes, go right ahead. Mine. I'm so, intrigued. my uh, product is... What's one? What's one thing that you buy as a you know a tech lover when you can't think of anything else to buy well if i give you a scenario of we've all done it you know middle of the night it's dark the family's asleep you need the loo if you switch the light on you might wake people up because the fan turns on as well yeah and all of that well i've got the perfect solution for you if you want to nip out and have a pee in the middle of the night get a lantu toilet light you're going to have to send me some snapshots of this. I will do. So, preferably not with anything floating in the bowl. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, I think it's one of those things that you do buy when you're running out of gadgets. So, what it is, is it's a motion-activated, light-sensitive light for your toilet bowl, okay? I can't so, imagine how this has got to be installed. Dead easy. Dead easy. Um, basically, is it it's, wrapped around the toilet, duck? Yeah. Well, you know, you know the way that you get those things that uh, you know wrap around the edge, and then when you flush it, you know, puts in the chemicals yeah, it clip, in the it water. It clips around the bowl, but then when you've got the toilet, the, the, the first toilet part of the seat down, you don't see the clip, do you? Yeah, well, the way that this works is you do see the gadget from the outside uh, because it's it works in exactly the same way. It just clips onto your toilet. It's got an adjustable arm. Um, and basically, there's a gadget on the outside, which is where ma- most of the, the technical word, the gubbins of that is. Mm. Um, and it's got a PRI sensor, a PIR sensor, so it you know, detects 
motion and what it does is when it detects you walking to the toilet it switches a light on in the bowl so this arm goes you know goes over to clip it onto the side of your bowl and then it has a lead light on i'm surprised it's not linked to alexa (laughs) (laughs) probably is but i probably can't be able to get the alexa version so you know as you're walking up the light comes on then you lift the toilet seat and it does it a nice little wash of different colors so it you know it's a lead changing light as well yeah how much was it by the way 5.99 599 you got to sh- send me the link I'll send wanna, you the link I want to set that up without the missus knowing and see if <laughs> it right I'll, t- I'll tell you what it's really good because the other thing as well is it's actually got a UV steriliser in it as well so the way to you know s- to sell this to the missus is that the UVC light kills 99.9% of mould bacteria germs and viruses in the bowl in the bowl sold <laughs> Yeah, brilliant thing. It fits any toilet. It's a flexible 180 degree bending arm that you know attaches to the shape of your bowl. <laughs> it's run on batteries, three AAA batteries. It's uh, waterproof against uh, accidental splashing or when you get a bit um, you know, inebriated and you miss the bowl um, from any direction. You know, uh, so it's quite durable and, like I said, it's battery powered. But yeah, and it, to be honest, it does actually the light. It looks actually quite nice in the bowl. Although like- it's a I'd like a sort of a, a sort of blue blue type. Oh, uh, it well, it does it in various different colours. The one that I've got, you know, it just um, nicely shades its way through, but it's such a simple to, to be honest when I saw it I showed my wife and I said what do you think about this she said for god's sake will you stop buying stupid things <laughs> I've got one here I'm on Amazon right and this one That's, here it's yeah. called the rechargeable toilet nightlight I wouldn't like to think how you actually recharge it <laughs> and we, I'm looking at the toilet at night so this blue auras coming out of the toilet as if it's a, a portal to yeah well world. have a look I've just sent you a link to uh, the one on your look on Skype and you'll see the link there but that's the one that i've bought it's such a simple thing it's literally it's got a light sensor so that if it's daytime the light doesn't come on or if you switch your light on the light goes off immediately as well now that looks very similar to this one i'm looking at this one here this one was 12.99 yeah well this one's 5.99 but to be quite honest if that's rechargeable that one that you're looking at it's probably a usb cable or whatever do you want to plug that into your computer after it's been in your loo or would you rather just change open the back and change the batteries i'd rather do that i'm just gonna have a look i'm very curious to see what it's got there Uh, well it actually goes into he's got well this is yeah this one plugs in into a power like for a shaver point to charge right, well it. i don't have one of those but i'll tell you what i am actually tell no, you what i, I am actually interested in next mm. the shower head rainbow head water i've just sent you a link to that as well it looks absolutely <laughs> fantastic <laughs> so it's an led for your shower for your shower head yeah. brilliant yeah that's okay yeah i'd, I'd, I'd like see i like the toilet one that one really there we go. This one is it the Katsumu one, was it? It was what? Sorry, this one here for six. No, it's five ninety nine. The one that I've bought. That, it's to the link that I sent you. Yeah, no, just another one just popped up for some reason. Do you know what's going to happen now? When I'm on the internet, I'm going to see these adverts for toilet lights. <laughs> <laughs> and if anyone's beside me, they think, "What's he got that for?" <laughs> it's just one of those things. My son thinks it's great as well. My wife's sort of like, "Oh my god." No, what I'm going to do is I'm going to order one of those. I'm going to fit it and then see if she triggers it. It fits in seconds. 
Yeah, no, you just go under. I'm just looking at a picture of the other ones here. You just go underneath, don't they? That's pretty, yeah. I don't know how on earth I got onto these. <laughs> I have no idea. That's a frightening thing. I, th- I think it was because I'd, I'd done the thing for the UV thing at the uh, the LED thing at the back of the TV, and this came up as a yeah. you know an alternative uh, sort of thing. But there's loads of different versions of them as well. Can you play music in there as well, and it changes colours to the beat? Well, that'll probably be the next iteration, or it'll be you know Alexa, ask um, the toilet to play a upbeat track. <laughs> <laughs> We want one of the Japanese ones where the the lid comes up automatically. Oh yeah, that'd be quite cool. Well, you look at the Japanese you know. ones; it looks more like you sat on the uh, Captain Kirk's chair on the Enterprise, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Oh god, okay. But you're gonna get one of those now, aren't you? They are so yeah. cool, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You can buy. Do you know what? You, this is sounds raw. This sounds crude, but you can buy one used. I don't think so. <laughs> £4.36. No, no. But th- there's absolutely loads of them on Amazon. That's the the funny thing as mm. well. But uh, I'd, I'd never seen these before and I just saw it and I thought, no, I've got to have a, a bit of that. You see, the thing is, where you got the clip on it for the main part of the device, for the, the yeah. sensor, I think you'd spot that a mile away if it's sitting Yeah, like you that. would. But if you put it at the side where, you know, the opposite side of where you're coming from. Yeah, but then she because the toilet's in the corner, that side, it wouldn't pick it up, would it? You'd I think it, I the think it might, it, as long as it, it. she was partly in the beam, yeah, it would. Or what you do is you just, yeah. you go in and then let her follow you in and you, you know, you're, you stand there and trigger it. <laughs> oh dear, we've come to an all-time low talking about toilets. Yeah, we've hit the rock this. bottom. <laughs> Right, okay, let's move on and let's go on to our big debate. There was something missing. Okay, so we put it to the vote and what you told us is that you wanted the best video game heroes as our next big debate. So that's what we're going to bring you. So what we've done is we've identified our five top heroes. And interestingly enough, we only have two similarities, one of which is in exactly the same place. Yeah. Ironically, (laughs) that is weird. So, um, Steve, do you want to tell us what your top five are? So, five have got Nathan Drake. Now, considering when he played one of his games. Yeah. But I just think it was classic and outstanding. So, hence, he's there. In front of him is the female version, which is Lara Croft. Third... I've got Liam Kennedy from Resident yeah. Evil 2, and he has does some others as well. Then I'm surprised you didn't have Solid Snake in there at all, which I've put for him. I did think about it. I did think about it. He does kick yeah. ass. And really, I think number one can only be one, which is Commander Shepard. Yeah. Or a Femme Shepard. Yeah, whichever way around you played it. <laughs> so, okay. So my ones, are, uh, well, a lot of them are different. So... My number five is Bayonetta. My number four is Geralt. Mm. My number three is Lara Croft. My number two is, well, it has actually been auto-corrected by my iPad, but it's actually Ezio uh, Auditori. <laughs> We're not Ezio Audit. Yeah, I, I, I was going to think of yeah. putting him in there, but I needed a top ten. And my number one, done separately to yours, was 
Commander Shepard or Fem Shep, whichever way around that you do it. So, yeah, yeah. okay, shall we talk about each one then? All right, so mm. Nathan Drake then. So you've you've really enjoyed uh, playing Nathan, Nathan Drake from um, Uncharted 4, is that right? Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah. And it was such a fantastic game for me to dive into that first time. You see, I'm frightened to go back because I'm not sure how they will stand up. To, to be, be honest, honest, I think they're much, much more of the same stuff, but just with slightly less good graphics. Yeah, because the story was great, and I really took to the character. I, I think you should get the Nathan Drake collection because... The one, two, and three, they're all good games. You know, they're very mm. cinematic in the way that they're depicted as well. I mean, Uncharted 4 was by far the best, but yeah. even that did turn out to be extreme mountain climbing simulator by the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but... It, it's funny because there's, there's two versions you can buy. You can buy them as a pack or you can buy them separately as HD remastered. Just buy the pack. Because the pack isn't remastered yes. though, is it? It doesn't it say is. on the box. You sure? You look in the description, it'll tell you it's a remaster because yeah. they were all originally done on the PlayStation 3. Yeah. So they are remasters. And in a matter of fact, <clears throat> I mean, if you have a look at the, the difference between the collection and the original ones, there are... Lots of there are strange details that they've remastered that you would never notice. Like, for example, I remember watching an interview and the developers saying that there was sorry, that's my back door going. <laughs> that's that's I thought some of I thought it was like a G. Well, that, 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 that's my ring doorbell, so there's obviously uh, someone's come to visit us. Um, yeah, the uh, I've, I've lost my completely lost my train of thought there with that popping. I was thinking, what on earth is that? Um, yeah, the details that they've changed, things like on the very fir- on Uncharted, the first one, you start off on a boat and the developers mm. didn't like, that. thought that the way that the boat had this rope that was going, you know, on the deck was wrong and it was going underneath some uh, some big crates or whatever. And they, re- they redid all of that and things like that. And you're thinking, really? You know, say, like, why w- nobody even noticed it? Do you know what I mean? It just, it seemed to me to be a very strange kind of uh, thing for them to, re, you know, to, to adjust on a remaster, but, you know, it goes to show the level of detail yeah. that they went to. So True, yeah. So what what is it that particularly so you like about him? I just really warm to the character. I mean, I, I love Indiana yeah. Jones, and this gives you, this is probably the closest thing you're going to have to playing an Indiana Jones game. Yeah, other than a Lara, other than a Lara I mean? Croft game. Yeah, no, but I'm about from a male well, perspective. Let's not let's not get into the female talk. Over the, the, you might save that for yeah, another show. But female indie after indie five. Yeah, please it, give it, me a break. I've had I've had enough of this women ideas. I'm mean, sorry. Well, to, to be honest, it, it is it's it is changing gender or racial types or whatever of characters. Is it for the point? Is it for is it just for the? How am I put this without being? I'm not being any way wrong about what they do because the women are great and they deserve what they do, whether they're actresses or whoever. Yeah. You know, all the way back to Emily Pankhurst and the suffragettes. But give the males something that we want. Don't start taking everything away. Well, female James Bond. You know, it just it just goes on and on and on. But well, female is? Thor. You know, I mean, yeah. I'm sorry, but Thor has been male for well all the way back to mythology. You know, it's like they just suddenly decide, oh, let's have a female <clears> one. It is literally done for the sake of doing it and being seen to be, you know, a social justice warrior, I think. The same the same way with, with Sulu and the J.J. Abrams, you know? It's yeah, because just... Sulu was never a gay character before. There's nothing the matter with having a gay character, but yeah, he's just... 
just trying to appease they're trying to appease certain people for some unknown reason but you just can't make Indiana Jones well well they can make them just like that they'll make them what they want to though won't they that's the thing but but what I don't get is there's never you know there's there's never any thing of you know like a white male going into you know right we're going to do we're doing a reimagining of Shaft and he's going to be you know a a white white collar guy or Mm. you know we're going to do Queen Elizabeth the second the movie and John Cleese is going to be Queen Elizabeth or even let's let's re, let's let's re, 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 reboot some like a hot where Marilyn Monroe is in it and make them all black yes <laughs> yeah they're, they're just then they're, they're not it, it just it doesn't work does it it's you know they, they no it's it just seems to be that rather than inventing new characters which to me taking something that belongs to you know a set of society and then making it into somewhere where it wasn't designed Designed to be is actually kind of like saying, "Well, you only deserve the hand-me-downs." <clears throat> it kind of feels rather than they can't have yeah. something that's been specifically developed for them. Look at Black Panther. Black Panther's designed to represent, you know, ethnic communities and you know African, you know, nations and all of that, and it and it's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Why can't we have more original things like that? rather than taking something and changing it because we want it to fit a different gender or whatever. It's, it seems to me to be the better it's way of be, going. It's, it's, it's beyond belief, to be honest. Well, it, it's, it's just becoming a joke now. It really is because mm. everything is doing this now. Anyway, anyway we, 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 dived, we, 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 went on, off, we went on to a different debate there, didn't East we, entirely? <laughs> Maybe we should do a social justice debate at one point. Yeah. So... Your number five was Bayonetta. Yes. I love this character. I thought Bayonetta was absolutely fantastic. Well, I haven't played oh, this for years, it yeah. feels like, anyway. I just, you know, she was kind of like that sexy femme fatale, wasn't she? Um, mm. Where, you know, she had all all of these powers. You know, the, there was, you know, it, and it was a good game uh, to boot. And obviously it's, you know, spawned a sequel as well, which is only very limited because it was only on Nintendo. Yeah. But, you know, it was a great game. And I just thought that she was, you know, a great character, quite nicely thrashed out. Kind of like had that Emma Peel going along with, you know, a librarian stroke teacher kind of vibe on her. <laughs> <laughs> you mean a, you mean a sexy a, a, sex, a sexy looking Emma Peel crossed with a librarian, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, she did, didn't she? Because she had the, like the librarian glasses or the teacher glasses, and then that Emma Peel black bodysuit, you know, jumpsuit sort of thing, or cat suit, isn't yeah, it? It's yeah. called. <clears throat> so yeah, and I just, I, I just like you know, liked her as a character because she was like a very accomplished, very hard go getting caught sort of character. So uh, I think you know she was a really good, strong lead. Yeah, yeah. I think I think all of the characters we got here are pretty much that like that. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, but some kind of get there in different ways, though, don't they? So do you want to talk about Lara Croft and that? We'll share views well, on that. I think Lara Croft has been close to probably your heart yeah. as much as mine for, for a number of years now. Yeah. So we're going back to the PlayStation 1, and we've seen this this character that's been brought over as some sort of, for the males, like a, like she's like some sort of <clears throat> sexy uh, archaeologist. Yeah. She's a sexy female Indiana that, Jones. Exactly, but it's actually matured more better over the years, I think. Yeah. And with the idea of the latest movie as well, it's probably taken a step back from that. I, th- I think it has. I, th- you know I, th- I, mean? I think, to be honest, when it was first released, Lara Croft was sold on a sex appeal. You know, if you have sex appeal with triangular boobs. But, 
but seriously, uh, you know that, that we 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 played it partly out of curiosity because of. But wasn't I think if I remember rightly, I can't remember which FHM year it was, but I think she made the top ten top ten women sexy women. Yeah. If I and remember rightly, I can't remember. You know? There was a daytime TV show as well. I can't remember what the woman's name, but she was a you know uh, it wasn't opera. It was a British woman, but you know um, you know she she was a black female present you're like doing a jeremy kyle sort of thing but before jeremy kyle was around and uh Mm. it was lara croft that made that whole thing come unstuck because they did a story of my boyfriend is obsessed with lara croft and uh you know they uh had actors come in and act out this story about you know and it was found out that there were actors Trish, wasn't it Trisha or something like that? Yeah. Trisha, yeah. Yeah, um, that was it. And, you know, th- that was the end of that show. So that that was quite... It was just a bit of a sideline, just remembered that pulled out of my memory. Uh, but to me, you know, Lara, Lara Croft is the reason why I didn't put Nathan Drake in here, because I thought they're mm-hmm. both pretty much the male and female version of the same character, more or less, or, you know, roughly. Um but yeah. uh, to me, you know, Lara Croft is the original, real, the really original female heroine who came in mid nineties. Um, you know, with that whole, you know, she she can handle any kind of situation, and you know that that's it. She's a strong character. You know, great games. You know, certainly the first few, and then it went dipped, and then it went back up, and then it dipped. You know, it's been a real roller coaster. But the modern games of Lara Croft, they've reinvented. Her, but I think they've reinvented her better, as you say. You know, there's not that you know emphasis on the fact that she's female and her, her being sexy. It's no, about not at all. And I think I think what helps I think is characters like Nathan Drake that have come up behind. Yeah. Now um, has probably helped. Yeah. Chased it along, made it modern, more modern. Because mm. what I quite like, if you remember the the Tomb Raider game, the the one before Rise of the Tomb Raider. That one had that, you know, it showed you her development going from, you know, somebody who kills someone for the first time to somebody who's basically, you know, a machine gun taught in mass murderer um, in, in a space <laughs> yeah. of a game. But, it, you know, it had all of those, like, things about, you know, where they were making a big thing about, you know, her showing emotion and the character digitally showing emotion, you know, and shaking and stuff like that, which you put in the game if you remember. Because well, she came, I think what happens is she comes, she becomes yeah. more real. Yeah, I think it lifted that character a lot. Yeah. So, um, and of course, I had three screen outings on the cinema as well. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's Lara Croft Tomb Raider, The Cradle of Life, and then there's the new Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. I've, the other two have, I mean, I haven't seen the new yeah. one yet, obviously, but. Uh... I, I I have watched the others quite a few mm. times. I did still wonder. I still wonder why James Bond's in it. <laughs> he's not James Bond, to be fair, though. I know, but he's Daniel yeah. Craig. But you know, yeah. But yeah. It's okay. Good. Well, my number four was Geralt from uh, The Witcher. Yeah, which I still haven't. Neither completed. have I. Neither have I. And it's probably a crime to say we can't. We haven't. Completed. Well, to be honest, I only got to the first city after completing the Phoenix. I've got loads to do on that game. Oh, I, I, I think is, is the Phoenix was in yeah. that field. Yeah, I'm, that's roughly yeah. where I was. So he might have started it again. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just don't think I've got the the will to go back through I've that. I've got beginning. all that deal. I've got all the yeah, DLC so have as I. Well. Yeah, I've got all of that as well. And I just I keep thinking I need to go back to that game, but then I think it's like a hundred hours. <laughs> Well, yeah, we were complaining, but we needed another game like that. So, you know, maybe... Yeah, should... and this is a quiet time. Turn it on, have a look. Start it from scratch. Maybe, maybe. But 
uh, I quite like this character because very different. You know, all of the um, magic and witchcraft and that that he can do. Very hard line. Obviously, the whole series is much <coughs> more mm. adult orientated as well. You know, certainly not appropriate for yeah, for young yeah. children. And uh, I just think he's very different from a lot of more of the more western sort of characters like Lara Croft, like Nathan Drake, you know, because uh, wasn't this developed in the East Block somewhere? Pro- CD no, Projekt no, um, Red, where are they? They're, they're from Norway, yeah, well, they're somewhere well, Sweden. Okay. Not not as far uh, east as I thought, but... No, I'm sure they're... Um, but you, you can you can tell that there's there's that, you know, foreign influence. He feels like a... But he does feel like he's a bit of a butch samurai. Yeah, he? And, well, and he feels quite a developed, thrushed-out character, and there's a whole load of lore around him, but obviously the three games as well. And a TV series. Yeah, that would be quite now, exciting yeah. to see, I think. So it's what's well, see they're going to be brilliant Netflix. or awful. Netflix is on it. Well, everything's on Netflix. If it isn't on Netflix, it's on Prime. <laughs> yeah, true. And it's soon getting to the point of we will say, why do we need Sky? Oh, I still need Sky. I was watching. Yeah, it well, so am I. Well, they've got all of the Marvel stuff on and the uh, DC. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I really liked uh, liked him as a as a character, you know, for for all of the same reasons as what we've already really talked about. Mm. So, what about for you? Did you? <clears throat> well, so yeah, as I say for Geralt, I mean, I haven't got a lot of affiliation for him because I've not played the game. Yeah. But where I've got Leon Kennedy, I've played Resident Evil. I can't think how many times. Two. Yeah. Resident Evil Two, yeah. And Leon was in, I think, in Code Ver- uh, I'm thinking was it, five. Was he well. in that? Was he in Code Veronica? Might have been four or five. I can't remember off the top of my head. But the way the main one we remember him for is for he's a, he's a member of the member of the Stars Police yeah. Force, and he's the character you start with in Resident Evil Two. Who's in Resident Evil Four? Yeah, it's, I knew it's four or five. Um, just and again, it's just something that. I still always have fondness for, and I'm still waiting for that remaster. Well, I think we might be uh, waiting a long time. Uh, yeah, we keep we keep thinking that. Who knows? But the character is great, great character. Um, he doesn't pull any punches with what he's going to do. He's fought off all these zombies. You know, he's, he's, he, you could put him in The Walking Dead as well. I think it'd do all right. Actually, that, there's <laughs> a thought. What they should do is uh, stick Resident Evil in the Walking Dead scenario, so that you know whatever what we're watching on there is actually uh, the result of Resident Evil. That would be quite cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're bringing to. Oh, I mean, sidetracking here. That fear of the Walking Dead is going to be mixed in, isn't it? So. Well, I can imagine that because that's looking at the start of the infestation isn't it whereas the walking dead kind of started after everybody had gone on you know gone and died yeah yeah well to a certain degree yeah that's right but yeah but for say i so i I think for me resident evil resident evil needed to be there at some point so i thought liam was was Mm. ideal for that yeah but your number your number two i think i still would have had there somewhere my number two Ezio auditore because He's my favourite character from yeah. The, he is the he is from mine as well. I just what I, the, the reason why I put him at number two is because I loved the way in Assassin's Creed two that they took this brash you know um, cock, cock yeah for sure is cocky he? Um, you know lady um, not I was sitting there ladies lady boy ladies boy. <laughs> Ladies, ladies, ladies man. Man, sort of. And, you know, taking him from from that sort of, like, very immature, irresponsible sort of position 
and moved him mm. over the period of Assassin's Creed 2 to, you know, the loss of his father and the threats to his family, the loss of his, you know, home and everything to that whole story that was in Assassin's Creed 2 and then continued that through Brotherhood and Revelations and I just you know I just thought it was you know really mm. good I loved the character I wish you would make more Ezio stories because there's so much that they could talk about about him and he was such a lover he was such a lovable yeah. character but then and then they went into Assassin's Creed 3 with the Indian guy who you looked at and I thought do you know what you're not even likeable do you know what I mean? He, he, he just wasn't a likeable character. Yeah, I wasn't fond of that character. No, and it, you know, it's, it's not to do with the fact of the fact that he was an Indian. Yeah, you know, sorry, a Native American. Yeah, get it, get right. it, get it right. Yeah, I don't so. want to offend people, but it it, it was just not an, a nice character. Yeah. No, I think I think I think with 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 Ezio and also the environments he was in with Florence. Yeah. Which I just love. It's a lovely place to visit if you ever get the chance. To go. Do you know what I'm wanting to it's, uh, dig out the Assassin's Creed collection now? For <laughs> go on that. Well, yeah, well, we, we, well, I haven't completed Ezio collection yet. I'm still on the first game of the three. Yeah, so am I. <laughs> and there's more achievements to double up on there as better, well. Might better get on there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the environments and just everything with that, those they just work. But the, really the well. storyline that, that that was set, you know, setting. I, I just think that Ubisoft really mm. handled Assassin's Creed too well. Assassin's Creed Brotherhood, but a lot of people knocked it. But I actually, the story was good. I wasn't so there was there was some nice things on the multiplayer in that. And Assassin's yeah. Creed Revelations was a little bit all over the place. <clears throat> but I still loved Ezio and how. How, how we'd gone from you know that that brash young man to that old tired assassin by the end of that story arc. I think you know you you True. don't really see that in other video games. No, I don't think no. There's there's one or two characters that you sort of think about, and to be honest, he he's definitely one of those that comes in yeah. up there very yeah, much. Definitely. So, yeah. Now your number two is mm. a character I really struggled about whether or not I wanted to put him in or not. Um, Why was that? Because I think for the first two games, he was such a badass. He was, but he he went off so badly. See, I don't. I've not and, witnessed those. You know, it's it's the whole thing of you know, oh no, he's big boss. Oh no, he's what you know. And I just thought, do you know what? I don't care. I just like solid snake as solid snake. Yeah. You know, as in, so, um, you know, Metal Gear Solid Two. That that for me was that was the pinnacle of those snake. I mean, I just say I didn't get to play some of those after. I still need to go and play yeah. five, but. Um, Two was the pinnacle for me at that generation of computer games that were that we were, we were yeah, and I completely agree. I think that that was the best one, um, and I just think it, it's he's just gone off since then, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, what a, yeah, yeah. There is, and if if there's a back compact game I'd like on the Xbox, would be Metal Gear Solid yeah, Two. I'd love that. That'd be good. Well, actually, the, actually, the collection they did there was a 360 collection. They did, yeah, you know, it's. And obviously, if we, I suppose I'm not sure which way around. We wouldn't have Kurt Russell doing what he did as well. Well, so no, Kurt Russell. Solid, uh, solid was first, was first yeah. actually, wasn't it? Yeah. And I, I, you know, just would we have had a Metal Gear Solid and a Solid Snake without Kurt Russell? <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if Hideo Kojima based him. I'm not really too sure if that's true. Or I not, can imagine it would be when you look at him and look at the type of character <laughs> he is. <laughs> yeah, but he, but he was a no no nonsense character that would he would do the right thing, but at the same time he would break the rules. Yeah, 
yeah he was he wasn't afraid to go against everything you know everything that you know was perceived to be right where he knew it was the wrong thing Mm, to do yeah such a great game that is yeah I have to admit I need to invest more time in the Phantom Pain I've not touched it <laughs> uh, I got to the bit outside of the hospital and started in, you know doing the invasion of different places and that but um, I was going in during the day and I think what you're supposed to do is smoke the cigar until it you know goes night and then attack yeah yeah that's true because you want to do that stealthy that's what Solid Snake's all about with the stealth. It is. And, and, and still getting under that cardboard box and sneaking around. <laughs> yeah. But that, it, to me, though, it's a franchise that has completely lost its way and probably good that it's more or less come to an end because I, I think it's past its best now and I think it's time that it either needs completely well, re- I don't think Hideo Kojima had much he didn't have much joy he didn't have much say in the last one did he the way that went there's a lot of controversy yeah there, there was and what and we'll never know what actually went on there but I still think it you know it's time time that that franchise was just left to settle for a while and then bring it back in five or ten years as a reimagining mm. You know, when I'm nearly 60. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say that. That is a horrible thought. I'm starting to feel my own mortality as soon as I'm getting days away from my birthday. Do you think, so leading on on to who we've got as number one, would you like to be frozen for a few years if it was possible? Uh, What, come back and see what the future holds? Yeah, sort of. Maybe not the same way that Sylvester Stallone got frozen in demolition. No, I don't want to know know about knitting. (laughs) No, seashells, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I I always, to be honest, I have I've always said that I think I was born probably about 50 years too early. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, you know, in terms of what my likes are and stuff like that, um, the type of, you know, that sort of thing, I, I just think, you know, I was more born to be young in this generation than I was in the generation I grew up in. Well, it's only because we, what we've what we've lived with, what we've born with and what we've used technology-wise and how it's changed dramatically in in probably 20, 30 years that we couldn't imagine. Yeah. And in the next 20, 30 years, how that is going to move forward again. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's there's, there's a figure of speech, isn't there, as well, mm. of, um, you know, what's in the world when you're born is natural and just the way the world works. Anything that is developed, you know, in the first 25, <coughs> um, you know, well, sorry, the, the, you know, after year 12 up until you're about 35 yeah. is you know, exciting and might be something you can get a job with. And anything that's uh, introduced after year 35 is, you know, against the natural order of things. <laughs> <laughs> but what a, what a great character he was. Um, it's, I still think the adventure in the, t- in the second one really, really did it. Yeah, Mass right. Effect 2 was the best episode, without a shadow of a doubt. But to be to be honest, if, if there was ever to be a likening to a series the the original mass effect was the star wars mm. of the video game era i think that's what is what mass effect what star wars should have been what mass effect is or then or should we yeah. say not now because um andromeda is a bit of a sore point <clears throat> we won't go into that now but no i'm not saying mass effect andromeda i'm just saying mass effect yeah one two and three and yeah i that, mean i mean the original yeah, trilogy how that was perceived yeah, yeah. To, to me, it's it's the 
original trilogy of Star Wars in video games. You know, it's like it's of the same sort of status mm. uh, as a video game. You know, in video game history, I just think what they did with the story—it was new, it was fresh, it was original. Um, even the, even having the game saver there as well for your character. Well, yeah, I mean, you never got character progression or story progression based on previous games before then, or if you did, I can't no. remember what they were. Um, and you did get to have that sexy blue lady. Should we mustn't forget that? Yes, that's true. Well, and a matter of fact, when you got to the third one, you could have sex with whoever you liked on the game, couldn't you? You know. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I need well, to go back to that. There's, there's an that. NPC who only appears in one, you know, one scene. Oh, that's all right. That's the scene I have sex with her in. You know. <laughs> it was virtually like that but also what, I mean what was I mean we're going to go in social justice warrior sort of territory now but what was quite progressive about this game and what was controversial at the time on Mass Effect 3 was that you could play male shepherd and still have a relationship a sexual relationship with one of the other male characters in the game or you could <coughs> yeah didn't that or you could be though? femme shepherd and have a relationship with a female character so you know yeah. and that did that was you know it's not so many years ago but when you you know when you think about all of the fuss that was made about that i mean i suppose it just goes mm. to prove how much uh, while we might complain about social justice how much uh, more progressive we've become in a soci- as a society in a very very short period of time you know because you know a few years ago you know not that many years ago 10 years ago or so you know there was a lot more frowned upon now whereas nowadays we don't mm. you don't blink in a matter of fact it, it's it's now to me got to the point like i said before that it's sort of like really do we still have to keep banging on about it you know let's just you know whatever but back to that other discussion which we don't want to go into but how you know how you could um you know influence the 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 relationship you know with whichever character that you actually chose Mm. even actually what was great was was um was the ship you had the normandy it's such a it was class and you, you had that bridge it was all yours you had your own room you were the captain you made the decisions yeah. um the cutscenes yeah for for the ship and everything it's just it was, it was. i mean it, it was like playing a movie in parts mm. um, yeah, it was. i mean we want to talk about the elevators in mass effect one <laughs> my local my local shopping center was just <laughs> as good <laughs> yeah but um no it's it was uh a fantastic fantastic story and of course commander shepherd was you know just such a brilliant character because he mm-hmm. it was sort of like he was almost the accidental hero really wasn't he yeah because he wasn't exactly what he wasn't what they what they wanted out of a hero or actually for the for the uh, for the group of um, elders that yeah. were dealing with it yeah so it's you know it's kind of like he he fell into this position where he had to save the galaxy which mm. is quite unusual really so um no, I, th- I think, you know, really strong character, you know, the strongest one. And obviously, if he saved the galaxy, he's got to be the best. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, any other ones that you thought about and thought, I'm not going to include? Well, no, I mean, Ezio would have been one. Red Dead Redemption comes to yeah. mind. Uh, who else can I think of? Well, actually, even if you go back to Fallout and some of that, you know. Yeah, Freeman. Well, not, for, uh, yeah, not Fallout. Quite... That was um, Half-Life. Half-Life. But yeah, even and him, he came to mind as well, actually, yeah. funnily enough. And yeah. I it's... always want to say Morgan Freeman, but that's the actor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, say Red Dead Redemption did really come to mind. I say, I'm so looking forward to it. It might just seem so far away now when it's coming out, but... Uh... Yeah, I... I... 
I quite like yeah. the, the guy on Assassin's Creed Rogue as well. The, well, I haven't seen that one. Oh, you, you need so. to invest in that because mm. it is actually quite a good game. What about the uh, main character, Wolfenstein 2? I haven't started that game yet. Oh. No, I've, I haven't finished the uh, first one. I think one. that you'll, you know, you'll like that. Um, See, there's, we've got loads of games to play. Yeah. And, and of course, it. we've not mentioned Sam Fisher. Yeah, you know, and and he has the voice of, or even the main character in Crackdown. You know, yeah, is a he could be all right. I mean, I, I was <laughs> I certainly seriously considering Sam Fisher because he has Michael Ironside's voice. So why wouldn't you? <laughs> Yeah, but then then again, you had Jack Bauer, should we say, doing you know Metal Gear and that you know yeah just comes across different. Master Chief, we didn't mention him. Yeah, I mean, would he be in a lot of people's lists? I would have thought he would have been, like Marcus Phoenix would have as well. Yeah, yeah, it's true. You know, and considering the amount of hours that we've invested, we haven't said about the you know Warlock or the Hunter. (laughs) Oh, dare we talk destiny? (sighs) I don't know, but we haven't done. You know, we haven't talked about that or Hitman. You know, yeah, uh, yeah. there's just such an incredibly large number of uh, video gaming characters. But uh, these were the ones that just sort of like came straight into my head when I thought, and I thought, well, those have got to be the ones that make the biggest impression. Well, considering we did this last, considering we did this this afternoon as the last yeah. knockins, we haven't done too bad. No, I don't it, really. think so. I think we've got some, you know, good, good ones, and it's nice to see that we've got something different, but something the same. And particularly nice that we both got exactly the same. Number one, yeah, because I say I did mine on my, I was doing mine on my laptop, so I didn't even have this word document yeah. open at the time. And I thought, oh, I'm gonna get this is quite amusing. <laughs> I got a bit old school with a couple, but we you know we weren't no, far off. No, well, I mean, we buffed and old school with Lara as well. So there's not many yeah, uh, yeah, your characters who are much more old school than Lara Croft. But anyway, so with that, shall we uh, move on then to the listener questions? John, what's happening to us? All right, so listener question time, and we've had a few, and from Facebook and Twitter this time. So, first off, kicking us off, we have Mark, and he's asking us, do you play retro games or use backward uh, compatibility facility much? He said he's recently been playing uh, Crackdown again, and he's totally hooked. Yeah, I mean, I picked up recently, I I played some Gallagher. Uh, one of my favourite, and, and I think not that we we won't be talk we won't talk about it in this show, but um, after seeing Ready Player One, I was just thinking some of those old retro games that I do have on the Xbox. I just mm. picked them up or something similar. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But I never get bored of going back. It's, it's a nice little fix to go back to an old game. It like is. That. I mean, do you know what? I, the recently I've been playing an old three sixty game, Zuma's Revenge, just mm. because I just fancied something that was a little bit different to the stuff that that there is at the moment. Uh, and I've also been playing Crackdown myself, although I'm absolutely useless at it. No, I've done pretty well. I mean, I've 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 done a few hours worth, and I've, I've got a, I've got a quite a lot of orbs. So I've actually built my character up, so I can leap at all building in a single bound to a certain yeah. degree. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I still think there's a there's a market for backwards compatibility, mm. and retro games are getting more popular these days as well. Yeah. It's- it swings and roundabouts with them, isn't it? Because one minute they're in, the next minute they're not. But I, th- I think there's a lot of interest in gaming history now because yeah. it's basically it's more exciting than actually studying World War Two. Well, yeah, I suppose you know, in a way. I, I, I think that you know we've probably got that removed now from the Second World War that a lot of people just don't have the interest in it anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, we know. Do you know? 
We've got um, the Sega Genesis collection coming out on the PS4 and Xbox mm. One shortly. I mean, that's including, even though I've already got Alex, uh, well, Alex Kidden in charge. That's actually, this is probably wrong, actually, when I'm reading this. Um, but the Genesis collection for 2018 has got Alien Storm, Biohead ba- Battle, for example. Um, well, I think it's still got Alex Kidd Miracle World as well, actually, funnily enough. But there's a, there's a lot of Golden Axe 3. You know, there's, there's quite a few games there. And if they're all going to be on that, that list, it'd be huge. But then again, that's it. People like, you know, obviously those that would like to get get themselves a Genesis or, a, you know, you know, some of these old retro consoles. Yeah. At least we're going to be able to play some of those games. Yeah, that's true. With the latest yeah, consoles. Yeah, I have know? to admit, I think I've been distancing myself from um, retro games recently. I, I, mm. I, they just don't hold the appeal that they used to. I think it was, they were more appealing, they've been more appealing to me for a long time because of introducing, you know, my son to some of the old games and, you know, letting him appreciate where games have come from so he can appreciate what he's got now. Um, yeah. But, but, but if it wasn't for these, for those games, you wouldn't have half the other things that we've got now, that's to be true. honest. That's true. That's, well, but doesn't mean I want to play them anymore. I mean, to be honest, how many times do you want to play Sonic? Well, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I've, I've got the Sonic games, but I don't, you know, and, and when I saw that new Sonic game that came out, was it Christmas? I mm. just thought, it's just a rehash of all of the levels that have already been, you know, been and gone. Why do I want to play them anymore? I want something, I want something no. new from Sonic, something different. And I just think Sonic is a perfect example of one of those franchises that's really struggling. Whereas Mario always seems to go from strength to strength, but Mario has a, has a well, team Se- of things around Sega it. Sega haven't been, a, Sega haven't really pushed their character much really no. over the years. Nintendo is the flagship for the for their yeah. brand. Where Sega, where Sega did have Sonic, but the brand sort of died a death, didn't it, to mm. a certain degree? It's not really been there like it is with Mario. Mario is is Nintendo yeah. as much as Sega is Sonic, but Sega isn't around as much these days. And if, if anything, there's remasters and rehashes of what, what we've already seen. Hence, we're getting this collection on the PlayStation 4 and mm. Xbox One X. I think it'll no. be interesting to see what will happen in the next year because there was rumours last year that Atari were looking at bringing out a new console that's still happening well, isn't it I've not heard anything for a long time about that but it would be interesting to see what that is is it a retro console or is it something that's going to be powerful and then you know where's your brand loyalty going to be then is it going to be Xbox PS4 or Atari well actually but if you look at that I'm just looking at a picture of that so called con- first picture of this new console yeah it looks very retro it does style. but some of the things I've read about the specs of it is that it's sort of like up there with a PS4. And then other things I've read have said that it's basically, it's a retro console exactly the same as, you know, the uh, SNES Mini. Yeah. So we need need more information on that. Wait, 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 wait and see. Definitely, (laughs) definitely. So do you want to read uh, my second question? So, yeah, so how relevant will back compat be in the future generation? Or will it be like a back compat though? Because we class back compat Let's say, for example, the Xbox is a 360. Yeah. Let's say when we move forward from what we were, when the generation we've got now, it's going to take a while before we move to the next stop from that. Well, here's a thought for you. Is a mm. non-Xbox One X enhanced game actually just a backward compatible game? Yeah, or it's like saying that will the, the games on the Xbox One X yeah. now, when the next generation of machine proper generation mm-hmm. comes out will these ones be back yeah <laughs> and to be honest i think what backward compatibility has shown is that people want it and oh, totally i think both the main consoles will take it forward in the future 
Do you think if there's going to be an announcement for the PlayStation 5 It'll be E3, backward compatible with the 4. Yeah, but will it be back compat with anything else? No. Because I, their their version of Game Pass, shall we say, they have, doesn't do well, very well. To be honest, that's not backward compatible. That's a cheating backward compatibility. The Xbox One is, yeah, is that's proper right. backward compat. Yeah. So would you like, not saying you would, but if you had a favourite game on the, on the PlayStation 1, would you want to play it on the PlayStation 5? Uh, I would think it'd be a bonus to have the option to play it. It'd mm. be certainly something I would feel more favourably on. Or even or even in this case, down, could, because obviously some of your discs are going to be few and far between, obviously downloading a digital yeah. version. Well, they're only going to be a few hundred megabyte. They'd be, they'd be quick to download, wouldn't they? It'd be mm. like a blip. <laughs> yeah. Um, I personally, I I think that backward compatibility has got to be included in future generations because when you actually look at uh, the PC, you don't have backward compatibility. You have games, and that's mm. what we're talking about. You know, it's just because it was built for an older system, it's still a game. And I I think that now they've moved the architecture to a point where they can roll forward. Because it's more PC-based, I think they're at a point now where they can move forward, offering that backward compatibility. Yeah. That's just my view. <laughs> what about yourself? So I think PlayStation will, should definitely look into this because it's, it's done so well for Xbox. Yeah. And they should do. I think it's... I, I don't know why they haven't, no. personally. So, yeah, yeah. interesting. Mm. Okay. So, we'll move on to Facebook questions. So, Andrew Emsley has said, will Colin McGregor ever fight in the UFC again? I haven't got a clue. <laughs> uh, neither do I, to be quite honest, because I, I don't um, follow uh, UFC fighting. So, mm. sorry. Um, yes? <laughs> no? I don't know. No idea. <laughs> no idea at all. All right. We shall, we see, shall yeah. see, yeah. So, Nikki Wilson. Nikki Wilson. Yeah, this, yeah, this, this is good. <sighs> this is a good one. I like this question. Right. So the last, yeah. So I knew you would. So the last Jedi Jedi is out on Monday on Blu-ray. Rank all eight movies in order from best to worst, or actually should be from worst to best, yeah. shouldn't it? So go on in, Steve. <laughs> and I have I haven't seen this question until now, so I'm a bit off the off the wrong foot. So worst movie is the last. Correct. Jedi. I agree wholeheartedly. From. From there, going still going from to best, I think I would then say the next worst one would be Star Wars Episode 1. Yeah. Star Wars Episode 2. I would disagree. Then Star Wars Episode... I'm going to... Then Star Wars Episode yeah. 3. Okay. Okay. And then from then onwards, I would put... It'd be Star Wars, Return of the Jedi, and The Empire Strikes Back. What? You've missed one out. Force Awakens. Oh... Uh, I will probably put that before Star Wars. So be in between. So so I put it between Star Wars and Episode Three. Right. Okay. My one. Yeah. You my would one be. would be the Last Jedi is the worst, followed by the Phantom Menace, mm-hmm. followed by the Return of the Jedi. So it was quite a weak one. Was that? And the Ewoks killed it. Is that because you didn't yeah. like the Ewoks? The Ewoks killed it to me. Uh, and any film that suggests that you know carnivorous teddy bears can destroy an intergalactic empire with star destroyers and whatever when they've got arrows and sticks doesn't feel quite right to me so anyway next that's That's my opinion opinion. Um, next episode two episode three Mm -hmm. actually i missed one out another one i missed out on you know 
Well, I think he's because he said eight movies. He's only talking about. So he's not including Rogue One, is he? Which is one of my yeah, favourite well, movies. Actually, where where would you put Rogue One? I would put that just behind Empire. Right. Okay. So my last ones would be this. This, this is hard now because I'm I'm left with the good films now. You cut, yeah, I know. I mean, I, to be honest, I need to go back and think about this again. Yeah, maybe, maybe we could do it as a debate sometime of which is the best Star Wars. Well, we could. Have, what we could do, Star Wars what special. we could do is we could when we do the Star Wars special on the Last Jedi, and we have our nitpickings well, on that because we are going to do that as well because of the new release of the movie. We're going to try and record that soon. Yeah, and then we should add that question in there. Yeah, which I think yeah. would be better. So. I'm I'm gonna say. I know Empire's your favourite. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think it's. I think it's everyone's favourite. To be honest, to a certain uh, degree. Unless, unless you're uh, the person who asked it. Don't even go there, uh, Nicky. Yeah, he likes Ewoks. <laughs> what can I say? Well, I like Return of the I, Jedi. It's great. I like all of them apart from the one that was num- the bottom one. <laughs> Well, actually, if you were to say about hate, hating fluffy creatures, I think Jar Jar Brinks. Well, bit why, why do you think that. I put the, that as number t- uh, two, uh, as the second worst one? Yeah. Um, but I would rather suffer Jar Jar Binks right the way through the movie on every movie than have The Last Jedi. Hmm. So, right, okay, so I'm going to have to make a decision. So I'm going to say the Force Awakens, A New Hope, Rogue One, Empire. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. might be about right. So, yeah, that would be my uh, opinion on those movies. Okay, so, like I said, keep a listen out for the special. So, my, uh, well, your turn. My, oh, that's actually your it? turn. Actually. Oh, yes, it is. Sorry. Yeah. My apologies. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right. Michael Edwards. Hello, Michael. Uh, what are your thoughts on Far Cry 5? Brilliant. In short, uh, refer to previous podcast and the gaming section in this one for my... Uh, views mm. on that. <coughs> yeah, I'm thinking. Actually, I've got a, I've got a Argus voucher for ten quid. Yeah, was that from the purchase of your mic? By oh, any my... chance? No, it's actually a purchase of my oh, desk. Right. Okay, did you not get one with your mic? No, I, I didn't go there. I went somewhere else, but that's oh, just okay. the way it was because I wanted it now. But no, because I've got my. De- well, we didn't even talk about my desk, but you know, I've got my yeah. desks in here now, so things there things that Steve's been banging the way through which I'll uh, edit out to my best of ability but there'll still be some (laughs) oh I do anyway but yeah right might purchase it like that but yeah yeah Uh, you want to you want to okay shall I go Go to Craig's question so No Man's Sky we'll be giving the next update a try Hayden uh, sorry next update a try Hayden how are you getting on with your flight stick well that's two questions there so first off No Man's Sky Steve have you played it for ten minutes. Wow, you lasted that long. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not sure whether or not you could have played it anymore. Whether I play it on the Xbox. Oh know. yes, because of uh, yeah the the exclusive that's coming to Xbox. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's interesting actually because you're going to have a complete. It's going to be nice to hear what you think of this because although you've heard me talk about this numerous times over the last three years and before that anyway, mm. we were just you know. Well, no, actually, three years since it, you know, it's been released. You haven't really played this in any way, shape, or form to form a massive opinion about it. No, but I'm going to get to use the best controller ever. Have you got a Duke? Or do you mean, uh, yeah. A Duke? If you're doing it on the Xbox. Oh, we haven't talked. 
we have, well, we have, we're not Duke's not out until May. Right, sorry, I thought that's what you were hinting that you were getting one. Oh, uh, it might, might be in someone's basket. <laughs> it was an awful controller. <laughs> anyway, but we got, I may say, with what we got now is controllers. You know, it might, be, it might feel better playing it on the Xbox. It, it will be slightly different experience, won't it? Definitely. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave it at that, shall we? <laughs> uh, yeah, so... For me, I don't know. I don't know if I'm done with No Man's Sky, to be honest. I just... Mm. I can't be bothered investing the time in figuring out the new stuff and how it all works and what I have to do. I, I mean, if, it, if these updates, updates are going to improve the game, it might be a... It might be a <clears throat> excuse me. It might be a better game from what it was at the, at the start. It might be. It, it, well, it is a better game than what it was at the start, but I've been playing it you know, I've I completed it on the PlayStation, and I'm just I'm not bothered anymore with it. It's it's not one that I think you know. I sit there laying in bed thinking, oh, I should have a go on that. Yeah. Because I played played the hell out of it. You know, I invested thirty forty hours of my time in it in its pre patch state. And to be honest, I've I've got what I want out of it. So uh, I have got it on PC as well. Um. But again, I'm not that bothered. So, no. And as for the flight stick, I haven't really used it that much. Spent all that money on a flight stick and not used it. But that's because mm. I've gone more back to console gaming because of the X and the Pro. Although I do now subscribe to Humble Bundles monthly collection, and there yeah, was quite yeah. a good uh, collection of games uh, in the Humble Bundle. Uh, monthly one uh, this time uh, there was uh, Mafia 3 uh, as one of the games mm-hmm. and that also came with uh, some DLC uh, as well which uh, you yeah, know yeah. is quite good there was AR Memories of Old Deus Ex Mankind Divided God Eater 2 um, Rage Burst Lara Croft Go Laser League uh, and Outlast 2 and Subterranean. So it's quite a collection of games there, as you know, mm. including uh, some DLC as well. So um, I think it's quite good value. But going back to the original question, because uh, I digressed a little, <laughs> the flight stick, it's brilliant, yes, but I have not played it much, no. But I will. Yeah, yeah of course you will. So we've got uh, Mark Prudhomme, who's uh, asked a <clears throat> question of what are your early thoughts on E3 hopefully we'll see new games and a bit more footage of games already announced can't imagine much in terms of hardware do you think E3 is slowly becoming a bit less relevant now we have PSX Paris which will take some of the limelight away hmm. I mean I, can't, I was trying to dig out the um, post I read somewhere about Microsoft for, for, for this E3 and there's talk of a possibility of, of uh, the, the next next game from Project Red being obviously the Cyberpunk. Yeah. Well, that was touted last year, wasn't it? Yeah, but there's, there's, there's rumours it's been touted that Microsoft might have first offerings on that in some sort of way. I don't think it would be more of an exclusive because I think those are going to be more thinner as the years yeah, progress. Yeah, I think it'll be a timed exclusive. But, but I think Microsoft probably get will get to show that one on stage. Mm. So we'll we'll see. I mean, there's oh, there's so much going around that what could happen, what can't. I mean, I'm not too fussed about the PlayStation Five. If I, I can wait for yeah. that for a while, 
I mean, if they talk about it this year, was it will it come out next year or would it be the year after? We've got to be two years away. Yeah, I, I can't really see them releasing the PlayStation 5 or the Xbox next. Do you think they'll bring out another 0.7 with a Blu-ray player? Yes, I, th- I think that's the most likely thing to happen mm. because I personally think that Sony are shooting themselves in the foot by not including a new HD. Well, do you know what? I... I had an email from PlayStation mm-hmm. this week saying, thank you for your first year with the PlayStation. Right. And they said, would you like to take um, a sort of a, you know, go down the route, tick a few boxes of what your thoughts are on it, blah, blah, yeah. blah, sort of that. So, and, they, and the last bit says, is, is there any, you know, what consoles do you have? What do you play them for? And anything else you'd like to mention? And I did say that my biggest disappointment was that you didn't put a 4K Blu-ray player yeah. in your box. And I said, I would be, well, I'd be playing... Most of my games on the Xbox and exclusives on the PlayStation. That's why I put it to them. Maybe they will listen, maybe they won't. I don't know. Well, they'll do what they want to do, won't they? But uh, to be honest, I don't think that um, the argument that, you know, we've heard in the past of, the, you know, they won't do that because they're selling Blu-ray players, uh, you know, yeah. UHD players. <clears throat> they're not going to go into competition with themselves. Of course they will. They did that with Blu-ray on the PlayStation 3 because the Xbox had DVD, the PlayStation had a blu-ray drive and they were mm. the ones who were selling the blu-ray drives at that point as well the you know one of the only manufacturers or the main manufacturer so personally i i just think that they've shot themselves in the foot but yeah i totally agree i say well see what happens i'd be i'd be really interested to see how how it progresses and that'd be, it'd be another great year for both yeah. consoles and for, i'm sure all the other, other well, stuff that be announced so when I'm saying shooting themselves in the foot, I mean obviously you know they are the winners of this generation so far. But in terms of you know it was just a, a bad business move, I think. Mm. Well, that was probably more the Sony side of the rest of their departments and what they have yeah, in place. But the rest of their departments aren't really making that much money, are they? No, I don't think so. So, but yeah. Um, so what are, what are your predictions then? Me? Oh, I'd say a PlayStation, another PlayStation, but not, not the full five. Yeah. Um, game-wise, I'm not too sure, really. I mean, I'm, I've got a sneaky feeling Crackdown 3 will be delayed till next year. I think that uh, that'll be very difficult for them to do now. You know, and... Uh, I think it'll be a fall release. Yeah, and I, I'm... Th- with all the games that have suddenly uh, are now materialising to get release dates, I think Spider Man's coming out yes, in September seventh, isn't it? That looks that looks it great. Does. Doesn't Looking it? Looking forward to playing that on the pro. Yeah, so I'm thinking my my what I really want to see is is seeing Cyberpunk out there in the wild, see some footage. Yeah, I think what we're going to see is more VR. Well, you can you can save that bit for the last question. <laughs> <laughs> or do you want to bring it in now while you're talking about it? Yeah, well, I'll leave it. I'll I'll say what I what I think later, later on. Yeah. Okay. Actually, just one other thing. I I got a, I got a feeling that we're going to see a new Fable game. Yes, I next. do as well. Multiplayer Fable game. There'll be mm. something there that I think Rare will be dealing yeah, with. Yeah, I think Rare will be dealing with it, and it'll be based on the the stuff that they'd already done with. Um, the Fable Legends or whatever it was called, you know, the one that we were in the preview for. And yeah. I think Scalebound will come back. Yeah. Do you think do you think we're gonna see changes to the live services for Xbox, for example? Mm. Do you think they'll wanna throw in the game pass at a slightly different rate? No, I think that they'll be quite happy keeping it separate. Mm. What you might see is buy both and you get a discount. Yeah. But I think that that'll be as close as you'll get. 
So, which actually we're talking about that now, and that's just, just, just Justin's next question. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so do you reckon? Do you, so do you reckon we appreciate games less nowadays? So I have a PS4 Pro and Xbox One, full of games, and can you, when you consider other services like Game Pass, EA Access, I really sometimes feel overwhelmed by the sheer amount of games to play, and find it really hard to concentrate on the most of them. Um, so really, he's, he's he's like I'm the same, to be honest. You got you're a kid in the candy store, and what you got on your box, and you struggle to put something yeah. on. And what do you think? You know what? It's, it's and keep purchasing something doesn't make it easier. No, it makes it harder. I mean, I've got installed on my one box. I've got installed three hundred and seventy-two games with mm. about another two hundred waiting to be installed. And on the on yeah. the PlayStation, I've got what about one hundred and sixty games installed with two hundred fifty-four games in total. Hmm. So, I mean, a lot of you know a lot of the Xbox games are backward compatible games as well. You know, stuff that I bought previous gen. But yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but sometimes it takes me longer to figure out what to play than it does to actually play. Because you know, sometimes you you get in that mood, right? Okay, I want to do a shooter, but I don't want to do a shooter that's third person. Okay, so I but I don't want to do a gear sort of shooter that's your third. Mm. Okay, but I don't want to do Master Chief, right? Okay, so but I don't want to do that, you know. And then you end up going through this ever dwindling list, and then you get to the end of it, and you go, "Actually, I don't feel like shooting now." <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and, and I think it's it is that um, you're spoiled for choice. Whereas if you only had two games, it's like flip a coin, you know. I, I think I, I think I spend exactly. more brain power working out what I want to play than I do actually playing it. I mean, I did. I didn't get a chance. So I did because I got um, disrupted to do some work in the in the wife's work, yeah. man cave, woman cave. Sorry, um, I did put on City Skylines, but I need some time to, and time to think with that game. I just I, it's the wrong time to put it on. Mm. Yeah, it, that is a game that you need to sit down and concentrate on. It's I was like the same with Civ Six because mm. it had been ages since I played Civ and I was playing it, and although it plays very similar, I was sort of like, oh god, I, I can't remember everything <coughs> I'm supposed to be doing and when. Yeah, but yeah, it gets difficult. It does. It does. Third, third. I say first world problems, mate. That's what it is. It's like sometimes when you want to watch a movie, you can look at that collection. You've got right. What am I going to buy? Yeah, yeah. And I have about seven hundred DVDs and then about another three hundred Blu-rays. So that's a, a big movie collection to to figure out what you want to work, what you want to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah it is a case of more is less. <laughs> okay, okay Gallons one as well. Which uh, of these Star Trek series do you rate as the best one? Voyager, Enterprise, or Deep Space Nine? I cannot decide which one to watch on Netflix I would watch probably I mean I do like if anything Enterprise is my least out of the three but there's some great episodes in Deep Space Nine especially when Worf comes on and even when Kirk's in it Mm. you know there's some yeah the the trouble with Tribbles Sorry, Trials and Tribulations. Um, trouble, that's it, yeah. Trials and Tribulations, which is, I think, one of my favourite Deep Space Nine episodes because that was so well put together, but actually cutting it, in the trouble with to triples. Be, to be honest, it was my, probably my favourite of all time. It's brilliant. Mm. And there's another episode with Deep Space Nine, we'll put it put it in front, is when there's um, when there's a, there's a time vortex of some kind that, sh- that, that takes the Ferengi um, back to the little 50s, green men. I think they they're a part. 
Yeah. That's it, yeah. That is such a, that is a hilarious it is, episode. It is, yeah. So they're going to Area 51. <laughs> yeah, it's just, and it's, it's just done so well as well. It, it, it just makes yeah. me laugh. So you're saying Deep Space Nine then? Oh, absolutely. For me, I would agree Deep Space Nine, it's definitely the best. It's more gritty than The Next Generation. I like the characters. I particularly like Julian Bashir. You know how you identify with a character? He's class, isn't he? I mean, just, I mean, we, we, we stood too far away no, from him, have we? No, but, but we couldn't get his autograph. Bit busy, wasn't it? But he, he is such a excellent person you know he, he really does but even Cisco I love him yeah well. every, yeah. every book's a lot he's really weird now when you actually see him in interviews you mm. know he's uh, very eccentric but yeah I, I think Deep Space Nine's you know a great show uh, I think it was much undervalued but I'm gonna call you on Enterprise to be honest because I actually liked Enterprise I know it's an unpopular decision is that but Oh, hey, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't have thought F- that. F- fancy, fancy me, fancy me going it, you know, against the grain. When do I ever do that? But then, but then I can't believe you're putting up, you're not putting Voyager. Well, that. to be honest, I would only have seven of nine reasons to do that. <laughs> I like. But no, there's, there there is some good there is some actually good there are some good time travel episodes in yeah. Voyager. Um and the Borg episodes are pretty good yeah, as well. I mean it, I'm I'm not being funny, but the the whole you know, Voyager came became a lot better when Seven of Nine came on. And that's not because Jerry Ryan was, you know, was uh, No, well actually I think it it improves. Season one was a bit slow, and you, I think you do get that with yes. most of the shows. As it picks up, and you get more familiar with the characters, and they, they build their stories in the background, and you get more to yeah. know about them. The the, the, the shows do yeah, improve. They do. But where Deep Space Nine originally, I thought this is going to be a bit odd. It's a space station. What's mm. it, what are they going to do? Well, they've got the Defiant. They got they got a wormhole, and yeah, um, and the whole marquee thing as well and how that played out <coughs> with the you know, the uh, changelings and the gem hadar that came in with the changelings and stuff like yeah. that all all of that it was really good and also the religious aspects for the um my brain's gone my brain's gone what Be- bejorans you know all of yeah. all of that you know the the kai win and you know how you know how she was and and everything it was it was so, so well so well developed voyager did get good towards the end and enterprise to me it was star trek but because it was a prequel it was mm. different um you know they didn't have all of the technology that they did in the other shows because transporters weren't trusted you know so most of the time they were going about on shuttle pods they didn't have phases they didn't have shields and things like that. They polarised the hull plating. You know, it was hmm. all of those sort of things. So they were like, they were up against it. And then they brought in the whole storyline of uh, the threat of, you know, on Earth in season three, which was really good. You know, end of season two, beginning of season, or throughout season three, that storyline was uh, really good. There were some really good episodes in season four with, you know, Brent Spiner reprising his role but as Noonie and Sung or his yeah mm-hmm. was was his, or his, fa- his grandfather or whatever it was so I I actually liked it and I quite liked the characters in there as well you know Trip Tucker Malcolm Reed both of which we saw at 
at Star yeah, Trek did, convention. Yeah. You know, I like you know like both of their uh, characters, and you know also Scott Bakula is. Uh, Jonathan Archer and I've always been a bit of a spectacular mm. fan so and that guy he never seems to age I mean he looked like in his 40s when he was in his 20s and now he's in his 60s or 70s and he still looks like he's in his 40s <laughs> you know yeah. sort of like it's obviously all of that jumping about on you know Quantum Leap that's uh, messed up with his looks for you know his, his looks have time travelled mm, true true <laughs> Do you want to um, finish on your VR All right, so for us? Gar- um, Gareth Cutcliffe has sent us a question on Twitter, which was, what are your thoughts on VR in general? What I was going to say was, for the next E3 and whatever, I think what we'll do is we'll see Sony um, announcing a new version of PSVR that's wireless, yeah. and I think that we will see Microsoft adopting Windows Mixed Reality as the VR unit for the Xbox. In terms of my view in general, I think a lot of it is overhyped. I think there are very few examples mm. of good games that are in VR. Well, they're still they're just experiences, really. There's a couple of full full blown games, but it's not. There's nothing there that shouts out. At yeah. Me. Just, I mean, the, I mean, they they, play, they drop the price on the PlayStation, they have. haven't they? They have by a hundred yeah. pound, haven't they? It's a big I think jump. It is. Yeah, but it's not. It's kind of made me think, do I get a PlayStation one? A little bit. And then I think, no, because I want an NVIDIA 1080 in my PC. So, you know, I I can't afford... Well, I can afford both, but I don't want to afford both. Uh, So I'm sort of like, you know, a little bit... But, I mean, the the NVIDIA 1080 is like twice as much as a VR anyway. But, I mean, I've got Windows Mixed Reality. And I'll tell you what I actually did for the first time because what you can do is you can play mm. the xbox through the windows mixed reality headset now um, oh, okay but through your pc so you know right. you have the xbox app yeah and you okay. stream <clears throat> to your pc and then in your like vr living room in your windows mixed reality you know area that you have because you you uh, launch everything from like um, an apartment that you know you habit you know you, you live in in terms of this VR area um, you can make massive screens so you know you could have like a 20 foot screen in relative comparison to you to actually play a game and I was playing uh, Far Cry 5 through my VR headset yeah and it worked well worked fine absolutely no problems and it just looked like I was looking at a massive TV but with low fidelity because Mm -hmm. what you've got to remember is that the uh, Windows Mixed Reality uh, headsets they're 1440 by 1440 which is better resolution than Oculus or HTC Vive Um, and it's still you know it, it looked last gen sort of thing to me yeah yeah you know look more like something you get on a 360 and when you did get a lot of movement you could tell that the frame rate wasn't there as well um mm. and if you're not careful you can start to feel queasy so i just gave up so i th- I, th- I think it fits it vr's brilliant on certain games like driving simulators or on uh, elite games like that but 
for most gaming, it's not a thing. Mm. You know, games have to be specifically designed or be naturally, you know, a natural habitat for VR to get the best out of them. I mean, let's let's wait to E3. I mean, my my thoughts will may change. We'll see. I'm not sure still yet. I'm still in an hour yeah. about it all. I mean, are, are you tempted by PSVR? Not at that price. What if it came down to two hundred? Maybe, but then again, I don't want experiences. I want proper games. Yeah, I don't want to. Sit, I don't want to pretend to be Spider Man for ten minutes and look at my hands and jump on a building. But don't I don't, that's you not want, what I want to do Resident Evil Seven in VR? Well, I've completed the game once. I think that's enough. No one else. Well, actually, the only person I know that also has finished it is Nicky. He's actually just finished it recently, yeah. the last weekend. Um, but the idea of playing Fallout, mm. maybe I don't know. Depend. But I think some of these games, you're not actually walking. You're teleporting, yeah, you are. aren't you? Which I don't like the sound of that, to be honest. That's something else not that fussy. Bit fussy it's all though. right. It's just not. You, you very quickly I mean, get used to wrong. It's I, very intuitive, to be honest. Yeah. But to be honest, I did I did love when I played um, when I played the Oculus doing Elite Dangerous. That was awesome. Yeah. Well, that, that's the type of game that is its natural habitat, I think. That sort of mm. simulatory kind of thing. But let's face it, you're not going to play... You're not going to watch VR to do Mario. Not that you could, but, you know, if you could you still wouldn't do it because it's no. just not the right environment for it. Mm, true, yeah. But it's... Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. So that's uh, about it for uh, this week. So, Steve, do you want to just give your contact information? And we've got new contact information, haven't we? We have, haven't we? Yes. I've got to still sort of talk to you about that in a minute. Anyway, um, so Twitter is at Steve007. PSNID, the real Steve007, Xbox Steve007, and my email is Steve007 at popculturegamers.co.uk. Yay! Woohoo! Woohoo! And mine, if you want to watch my YouTube channel, just search for Hayden Reese Jones. Uh, Twitter is HERJUK, PSN, Xbox Live, and Steam is HERJUK. And my email is hrjuk at popculturegamers.co.uk we have a facebook group please come <coughs> along and uh, request to join and we'll uh, let you in we also have our new podcast email address so if you've got any queries about the show then you can email us at podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk and don't forget our website which is http colon two slashes popculturegamers.podbean.com and that's it for this week that's everything so uh hope everybody has a good week and uh, we'll see you very soon with our next episode otherwise it's a good night from him and good night from me good night good night you are about to witness history in the making (laughs) 